El podcast más chingón. Puras entrevistas machín. Welcome to another episode of the What Did He Said podcast. Corpitos, the 361. Corpus Christi, Texas. Of course, Mesquite Street Comedy Club. Everybody at that one's going to be VIP. They're doing it upstairs. I love that spot. That's Thursday, March 28th, all the way through March 30th. And that is it for our March dates. And we're looking forward to hitting the road again. Latinos Fuck Tour, all fresh material. We'll see you there. Sas. Tickets at chingobling.com. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Get your free download, your free audiobook now. It's all you got to do. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash what did he said and enjoy your book. Tell them Chingo sent you. Sass. Buenos dias. Good morning. Oh, man. It's a beautiful Monday. Actually, not. It's a little bit drizzly and foggy. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's weird Houston weather going on, man. Uh, welcome to episode number 58. 58. Man, I got a bad memory because he just told me that shit like two minutes ago. Uh, episode number 58. I'm your host, Chingo Blingo with the Big Tamarindo. Marisol will be out here shortly. She is uh, currently putting up some Selena cups from Stripes up on eBay. <laughs> and it's taken her a little while. And, of course, our producer, Rob, Rob. GTV in the, in the house. At Rob GTV it's, Media. Uh, forward slash. Forward slash. At Hotmail. Squarespace. <laughs> AOL. I still have an AOL account, by the way, that I use. Like a thug. That I really use. Like a chat room thug. Like, Pretty what's much. up, homie? Hey, I heard ASL. you talking, talking down on my keyboard, homie? Uh, I am holding a special reserve bottle of whiskey uh, brought here. This is handcrafted in Texas. My whiskey brother, my boy Slade Ham is in the building, man. Uh, of course, I got to bring a little gift, man. That's of, of the Whiskey Brothers, man. Make sure y'all check out the Whiskey Brothers podcast. Shout out to my boy Reverend, Rob Mungle, you know, Sam Damaris. You know Trey, shout out to Trey. Yeah, it's a it's a good group, man. And uh, it's it wouldn't it wouldn't be right if I didn't bring you a little bit of whiskey. You still have an AOL account. I don't know if you're allowed to have any of this, <laughs> dude. I love whiskey. I'm rocking Hotmail though, so we're never gotten to Hotmail. We're good. Yo, ah uh, man, this is dope, man. So uh, we got the the OG whiskey brother in the house, my brother Slade Ham. Uh, I just saw you. The other day, we went to go check out Joey Diaz. Hello. Yeah, man. I had to go check out Uncle Joey. And, you know, before I left the house, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be that I don't want to be that male groupie guy that's like, I'm going to hand him some weed. <laughs> you know, I know Uncle Joey ain't trying to come out in between the two shows because they were all sold out. Congrats, brother. Uh, Houston loves you. Uh, but I, I, I did. I did the groupie thing. I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take me a little, take some weed for Uncle Joey in case, in case he in the room. And, and, you know, he trying to spark up, and he ain't got none. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to say who the liaison was. But, boy, it felt good in my pocket. It was. Uh, <laughs> I, I shook Slade's hand. I was like, hey, man. Uh, Bam, a little pass off. We did it so smooth. I wasn't expecting it. You were, you didn't know. I, it, it was just, it was smooth. It yeah. was a cool little head nod. It and was Slade like, I got did, you, man. Slade did a, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. It's, it's like that. Cool. It's like that. You're not just asking me to throw away a napkin here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I got friends who are so dumb like that. Like, you could palm them something like that. I'll throw it away for yeah, you. Yeah, it's like, just, no. Like, nah, man. Drugs. <laughs> but uh, my boy Slade, Slade was uh, hosting, hosting for Joey. Oh, wow. And uh, sold out house at the Improv. Um, you're originally from Beaumont. Yeah, so I, I started out in Beaumont. Houston's been home yeah, for, for a sure. decade. Uh, Joey and I go back to, uh, I, I'm trying to even remember, man, maybe my first year or so well, doing I've heard him up. tell stories, and he's like, oh, I was out in Beaumont. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. don't understand Beaumont, cocksucker. Yeah. Let, me, let me tell you about this. They almost killed me. Yeah. 30, 30 Xanax. They put in that little bag like a to-go, like you left a Chinese restaurant. 
And that was, <laughs> he said, Joey's the man. Hell yeah. But we, we, we came up, we kind of just, as I was coming up, that was what, Joey made Houston home, like, all the time. He was here three or four times a year sometimes. Mm-hmm. So he would play the last stop, and then he would come in and hang out. He was really good friends with Sean Rouse and, you know, the whole, the whole Houston crew, Mungle and them. Mm-hmm. And he would stick around. So I got to be really good friends with him. So now that he's blown up, nothing makes me happier. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? For sure. When, for when sure. you see somebody that you, because I've known Joey when he couldn't put, you know, he was just a regular $800 weekend headliner. Like yeah. it was, then you go, oh, this guy deserves to be seen. Then you look up one day, you're like, oh, cool. 1.2 million downloads an episode, huh? All right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's the power, going man. platinum twice a week. I got you. That's the power of being authentic, man. And uh, and having that good experience. Got to have a whole bunch of stories and just, you know, just be real. But uh, my boy Slade killed it. Ah. Oh shit We're like oh shit This party got even better He went out there Hype High energy And uh, my favorite thing He did was this whole Redneck character Ah. And uh, he even He was so crunk with it That he didn't even Really need the mic Up by him And he did the face And we're like Oh this dude's Met motherfuckers like this Yeah I grew up in Beaumont bro (laughs) It's a But that's That's the You talk about what you know Mm -hmm. It's when you When you come up In a little southeast Texas And now You know You get out I was I left Beaumont When I was 29 Or 30 Uh So You don't really know What you don't know Till you get out of a small town Like that was I thought The first time I ever left Beaumont Really at all Not at all But I'd never left the Gulf Coast of the United States up until like 2001. I had been from Texas to Florida, and that was it. Yeah. And I ended up going to uh, Germany right after 9-11 to do shows for the military. Mm. And I was so far down on the list of people to go. Like, I was underqualified. But then 9-11 happened, and everybody backed out. They are like, I'm not flying, I'm not flying, I'm not oh, flying. Wow. They finally got to me. <laughs> it's like the last person on the if he says no we're just gonna close the business i guess <laughs> was it literally right after nine? it was i have to look back at my passport it was like the first week of october uh-huh. so it was maybe two or three it was like two or three weeks after 9 11 when i booked the gig so i went the second week of october i guess so this was a week or two i don't know it was right in there but i remember it was it was so it was close enough that even i was like should I be doing Should this? Should I get on this plane? But then I realized I had no point of reference. The only time I'd ever been on a plane was like to St. Louis once, and I was twelve. Oh so yeah. So you just, you just, that, those are the moments where you have to look at your life. You're like, what am I scared? I'm scared of shit. I don't have any idea about. I'm yeah, not, yeah, no point of reference. I'm yeah, making yeah. all of this up in my brain, and you go, what? It's an adventure. Yeah, you dove into the world, but but ever since then, you've been killing. Like, I mean, the military scene. It's it's a so military crowds, but we play for drunks. It's it, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing. Uh, hi, by the way. I know. Sorry. Hey, <laughs> I, mean, I, I missed this cup. I, I said, Selena. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Muddy Zola has entered the building. <laughs> I was missing you. He hey. was in the middle of his 9/11 uh, military story. And I didn't want to it's, be like, hey, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> not like, not like that. Uh, Steve, Rita, the dude who thought he was in 9/11. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, was that his yeah, name? Yeah. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Yeah. I was at 9/11. No, you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who was that? Steve Renzizi. Who was that? He's a comedian. He was. Uh-huh. He's on the lead. He's known for being on the lead. He was on. Yeah, that's what you know him from. Yeah, he said he was there, right? He had that. You the, remember the same kind of thing that happened with Brian Williams in the helicopter, yes. where all of a sudden you just start manufacturing a memory. And he had told these stories about being there, like in New York at Ground Zero, all this other stuff. And then it turned out none of that. Some people be lying. Bro. Stolen, stolen valor. Well, what's his hey. name? Jesse Smollett. Another <laughs> one. Boy. Well, you know what? Mark Wahlberg. He had a similar story where he said. I was scheduled to be 
in New York on that pl- on See, a plane or something like that. But then why do people? Why do you could get by with this shit thirty scheduled. years ago yeah. when there was no there was no technological way to disprove now, everybody it. getting investigated. Every yeah. you can't do it. Nothing you say cannot be disproven. It's a there was go. no Family Guy creator Family Guy Seth, Seth MacFarlane. MacFarlane same thing. He was supposed to be on the plane that one of the planes. The, apparently. the plane. I think. I think it yeah. was the plane, but I don't know if that was true or not. See, that's that, that, it, it's so easy for someone to track that down though. So when I see when you see a celebrity trying to beat their chest for uh, a little bit of a yeah, man, I was if no, you're I, not. If Marky Wahlberg <laughs> was on that aircraft, it would have been a whole nother story. <laughs> I think he even said it kind of like that. Yeah. But but uh, I think I'm think I'm crossing two Mark Wahlberg stories. Mm. But, but, but <laughs> no, but the crazy one we the put cra- that little Boston to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I've been on that plane, that plane Bernie Sanders, twenty twenty. <laughs> so uh, no. But the f- the crazy thing about Mark Wahlberg saying something about I was supposed to be in New York, people were like, I partied with him in L.A. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. And you can go back and look at Instagram photos that show him. Yeah. I, you just cannot lie in this day. And you can't, you, the crime and lies and all the negative stuff is getting so much harder. Bribing to get your kid into Harvard. Dude! Bitch, <laughs> did you hear about this shit? No. Okay. What? It's, okay, look. Okay, Rob, I don't know about Rob anymore because he be sending old ass shit news. Like, Whoa. he just told me about the theaters in North that Bro, we've been knowing about theaters in no, North well, that being Cardi B. It just happened. Yeah. I know, okay. but he told us like three days after. Not, not really. Like, it was, no, it technically. Yesterday, yesterday, but when did it happen? Last week? Yeah, exactly. It was a, a whole week after. Off. She wants her information three shit, minutes yeah. before it happens. I mean, you need That's, to tell me well, look, current true. event, not, current. La- not next week event. This is current. So, look. The bombshell, the shit just went down. There, there are there are senators. There's fucking actresses from uh, Full Aunt House. Becky. Becky. Full House. Yeah. Oh, basically, the moral of the story is this: there will not be a separate admissions motherfucking thing for wealthy people. You're not gonna be able to bribe your way into Harvard. What will happen? No, go for it. it. Sound loud I'm as yelling. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling this shit. Like this shit pissed me off because, man. We work hard when kids work hard to try to get the SAT. Uh, something wrong with that? No, no, you're good, man. When kids work hard to try to get the SAT, like you know, I didn't know nobody that had. When I grew up, nobody had taken the SAT. Nobody had gone to college. I didn't have a lawyer, uncle, like somebody that knew a judge that knew somebody that can write me a letter of recommendation. So we're over here stressing over this motherfucking SAT. But you got other people, which I don't knock them. They want the best for their kids, yeah. and they cutting checks. Like, look, Timmy gonna have a sixteen hundred on. What the does SAT. that teach their children though? That it's okay. Well, to- now hang on though, because I'm not trying to cut you off. But now they could have just given their kids the five hundred thousand dollars. This yeah. is very much a teach a kid to fish yeah. sort of yeah. scenario, yeah. right? Yeah. We could have given you five hundred thousand dollars. Instead, we gave it to USC yeah. to get you in a mediocre school so you can go pretend yeah yeah <laughs> so learn yeah, some sure. shit it's, so parent they're going and they might they say they might go gonna to, do shit with their degree they say they might go to jail that dude Wait, people, I, I want to see that it's happen a, i want to see that the happen parents, the parents mm. hey martha stewart went to who jail? told on them Man, oh, they've been point. doing this investigation for like they said how many people were in, there were so they many went back people like 30 involved because mm. you had you had recruiters mm-hmm. and coaches and all these other people like it was a whole system designed to to make your kid look like he was getting recruited to play a sport when he wasn't and they were they were getting to go to college and they were getting all the uh, they were getting in and they were getting all the perks 
without any of the actual hard and it was systemic there were there were multiple people down the line mm-hmm. I wonder if they, one person I wonder if they knew like oh wait I'm risking going to jail for this nobody shit. ever thinks about that yeah. I don't think any dude I don't think especially that, when it has to do with like bettering your kid maybe like fuck it I'll risk it you, you know yeah I'll just go in there and <laughs> I'll mama, tell them mama do a ask. quick mama do a quick eight to ten yeah that, but they don't think about that in their head. You got to pick. This is like some what well, Aunt Becky from uh, Full House. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. Rebecca Romaine or what? She's been living her little pampered life. I don't know the woman, yeah, but yeah. you know she's living her Hollywood life. She got back with, like after your career is done, they bring back Full House. Man. What are the odds of that? Like she's, she's like, already a lottery winner. Yeah, she's yeah. Like, That's it, it. Brought back this shitty we TV show. Game. Gave you your life back. She sits around her house on her. On her fancy uh, furniture, just with her feet up, go. Oh, well, if they just ask me, I'll just tell them I did it for my kid. No one's gonna send you to jail for doing yeah, stuff yeah. for your kid. I hope you burn in jail, Becky. With gasoline, <laughs> burn. Damn. Well, they I actually they just, uh, you know, when everyone was doing that ten-year challenge. Uh-huh. So she did hers, and uh, they were saying how she looks exactly the same. So there's mm-hmm. really no difference in hers. Yeah. So she probably she, had she, no worries. She just sat on her ass. Her whole life has, I don't know. Maybe she's had trouble. Hey. She probably lost a grandparent or so, You know what I mean? Like there's a, she, somebody <laughs> she died. She probably hasn't had any work since after Full House. And we're like, what have you seen her struggle. She's probably a lifetime, lifetime she movie. She is a lifetime movie. She's yeah, one you're of absolutely those, correct. She's done mom, a few of those. Every mom from mm-hmm. every single sitcom mm-hmm. just doing nothing. But yeah. Yeah. The cast of Who's the Boss and, and Rebecca Romaine all just living on Lifetime. And if you ain't getting no residuals, though, it's yeah. like, oh, you famous as fuck. <laughs> but you got to be, right? You got to be making full house. Man, that play, thing's well, in syndication. C- contractually, yeah. More than more than likely, contractually, the agent. Was, was it one of those, like, friends type of thing? Well, friends house? is different. What do you mean? As far as, like, they continue to get, yeah, their yeah, 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 residuals yeah, it's, it's after syndicated. Syndicated. Yeah. Except, except the friends cast, they negotiated very well because they, they grouped together. They're like, look, uh, ain't nobody snitching. Right. Mini <laughs> union. Like they're on first 48. Yeah. yeah right. It's like, look, they don't know shit. We don't tell them shit. You know who's in a show that I saw? Uh, the chick that was in X-Files? Like Agent Scully? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, duh, 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 that bitch. Yeah, uh. I can't remember her name. She's redhead. She, oh, the Scully bitch. Yes. Yeah. She was in, she's in a, <laughs> that's actually her name. That's actually her name. No, uh, she's. I'm getting hate mail right now. But I know, right? Sex Education. I on said Netflix. it first. I apologize. Have you, have you all seen that? Sex you Education. You told us about it. Did, and what? Yeah. Didn't we start? Mm. We were like, "Where's Rob Watch?" See, I, I haven't, and here's the here's the reason. Okay. I live I live by myself, and I but I have friends over all the you know stuff mm. like that, and I'm I'm real weird about what ends up in my uh, continue watching for Slade line. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And I don't want to just the last thing to be some teen drama called Sex Education yeah. that I've been watching on my couch by myself. It's like, look, there's <laughs> this guy named Chingo. He has a podcast. <laughs> this other guy named Rob. Oh, so yeah. I'd yeah. love to blame you guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I now you can. Maybe you like, I fell asleep oh, in the first act. Slade. So fuck do you do on your own? <laughs> Time. <laughs> Whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, watch like, this particular sex education episode. If you like, guys I didn't leaving. even get to the heartbreaking uh, teen, you know, breakup moment. Yeah. Is but, that what it is? Is it no, a teen just, drama? You, no. you already oh. knew the end, and you're like, <laughs> I didn't even get. I fell asleep before. <laughs> no, dude, it's like a British, you know, comedy. Uh, they're like either early college or late high school or something. But anyway, Scully, Agent Scully, is like now she used to be redhead. She's like blonde. She's like 65, still looks really good, and she's the sex therapist in the show. Well, it's pretty. It's pretty mm. interesting. It's funny. And okay. she's pretty hot for 65. Damn. Just saying. But wait, didn't they? F- hey, man, I for 65, sh- though, bro. She can get it. Shit, 65. Like, shit, all. I fuck Mo- it. Okay. Moved, a lot, for a, she, moved yeah. a lot for a corpse. No. She, she that's- hey, I'll ask Don for a, uh, for a pass on uh, she a could pass, pass for six. on this one. She could pass for 60. I'll risk it all. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> wow. Just saying. AJ okay. number to number. That's right. No, yeah, until you get to about 60, and then it's it's definitely more than a number. It's wrinkles <laughs> and it's like debilitating physical uh, attributes <laughs> it's like she, it's like it's like she's 40 but you just add half of that no it's like her. it's like she's 40 but her mother yeah. <laughs> that's true yeah if she no. got a hot mama it's all good Damn. but she but i think it always looks worse okay it's i'm biased here but i always think the female looks ages better than the male does because if it's a fem- older female who dates a younger guy they kind of like guys just kind of like age Guys like fine wine. What are you talking about? No, I think y'all age pretty quick. And so... She, as she looks at me. <laughs> like, he didn't have all that hair coming out of his ears when I I used to have met. a 10th grade history teacher who used to always say, ladies, if I can give y'all one piece of advice, make sure you marry someone five years younger than you so that they can always be... So that way you're not you know, older, and you're looking like you're dating a grandpa because he's five years older than you. That boy was dropping At hints. Least, that you boy know. was dropping some hints. Some solid knowledge. Can yeah. you imagine saying that in a classroom today? She yeah. did. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, today. today. No, 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 no yeah. Now yeah. it's like, hey. Now it's like, that's, that's, she probably could, that's such, probably would have gotten fired. She'd been on the news. Yeah, That's exactly. such good advice, though. Yeah. She said, if I can give you all a piece of advice, it's marry somebody five years younger than you, so when y'all are aging... Y'all are going to look about the same as opposed to if you marry a man five years older than you, then he's probably going to look like a grandpa. How Uh. is this not teacher of the year? They got (laughs) teachers over here just still shoving algebra in our dumb heads and somebody's dropping knowledge Knowledge, of this level. Real uh, applicable life. You can use that. Right. Exactly. Actionable information. And I still remember it. Look at all these years later. Y equals MX plus B. Shut up. Tell me more about who to marry. She took advice too. She took the advice. (laughs) He's not five years younger, shit. I'm older. Yeah, he's older. Only three though. Men age. So that we can be about the same men age plus i got harder. a baby face so it's as if sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know got they to told the him mask. one time he looked like he was in high school he start wearing suits what do away. i have to do start doing little push-ups <laughs> start eating start drinking milk athletic greens <laughs> yeah babe we're out of milk <laughs> i need more milk what about cottage cheese italian protein babe yeah, that's kind of how it goes at home. But tonight I'm gonna do some whiskey in my Selena cup. You know, this is so Old dope. Umbo. I cannot wait. This is gonna be my new cup, boo. Look, it yeah. has the Whiskey Brothers podcast on the back of the box. Ah, yeah. Did I get this? Old Humble. They uh, Old Humble did a run. It was they did it. They did it. Uh, they just called us and they go, "Hey, can we put you guys on some whiskey?" And, Dude. Uh, you guys have some hardcore fan- fans. Like a huge yeah. fan base. <laughs> They're animals, dude. They they come out. And it's a, cause sometimes man, you ever paint yourself into a corner that you're like, man, I did not mean to be in the corner of this room Always. with wet paint all over the, fl- it's a, I, we go out sometimes, some nights, man, I don't want to drink. Like this it's sounds like, like a, as a whiskey brother, I, I don't know what their opinion of me is. Like, I think they think I wake up in the morning and just do a quick <laughs> shot, get into yeah, my day, yeah. keep a little, uh, you know, roadie in the car. And then I get yeah. home and it's like, all right, time to really drink. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what their thought is. Where's my flash? Cause we were talking about that. Yeah. Folks would walk around with flasks. Dude, and, and I'm just not that dude. I don't drink as often as I think they think. I, I'm good at it. I'm good. Like, if we sat down, I could, I'll drink anybody under the... I'm good at You're it. You're like Burt Kreischer. But, yeah, I, maybe. But I wear a shirt. But the, <laughs> the 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 when you get out around the fans, they're like, all right, man. Let's, we, they want to they test you. They want to drink against... Like, they want to say they drank against you. And you, you, you're like, I can't... Well, I'm Mexican. 
So, so that's yeah. how people much tequila in, do you get? People, yeah, they send shots. And then, and then uh, so they'll expect him to take the shot on like, stage. Shoot yes. it. I'm like, I'm like going to sip it. They're like, don't be a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> you have, dude, I finally just turn around. I look at every time they yell that. They're like, chug. I'm like, I'm not trying to get in your dumb fraternity. Yeah. They, yeah. They, that's the way they approach you. Like, yeah. if you do it, you're oh, part I of their club. dollars on that. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't want pussy. in your club. I want to tell jokes, you <laughs> yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's, yeah. but you, you also, and I've learned, man, strategically. So I've learned that I can do anything in the last 15 minutes of my show and it's not going to hit me till I'm done. Mm. So I'll kind of set it. those. I'll set them. I, I'm going to drink it. I'll set it off to the side. I'll get back into a joke. And there's only like two real places in my show. I'll even stop to take a drink. That's mm. a, I'll pick it up a lot. But it's the actual physical act of doing the shot and the pause involved and all timing. of that fucks up your timing so drastically. So you'll see me pick up the drink. It's more of a prop. And I let myself get frustrated and set it back down. Mm. You're almost waiting to see when I'm going to do it. And it's it psychologically sates them enough where they're like, okay, cool. He's going to get to it. He hadn't forgotten about yeah. it. Yeah. We don't have to send another one. We don't have to yell at you him. You just told your secret now, though. So. Yeah, I, I don't right. give a shit. They're too dumb to remember. It's, it's, <laughs> my fans, are you kidding me? But you, you do that, and then towards the end, even if I've got one or two, like two shots up there, it's not going to screw me up in the last 15. We're home stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can autopilot this and get yeah. out before I'm buzzed. Yeah, yeah. So they, but what they about all want smoking wanna, over drinking? Well, I used so I don't, I've never been on stage stoned. Oh. Um, not once, and I can't do it. Uh, I don't trust me. Uh, I don't know. Trust me. <laughs> dude, I know me. Marisol, it's a, my brain doesn't function linearly. Let me tell you a funny story about <laughs> Chingo one time. I need something with stage. <laughs> have you, so, you have you been have you been up some? Yeah. yeah, a couple times. But she's I think sounds like she's. One gonna... time we were in Dallas <laughs> or Arlington, one of those. And so I'm usually the note taker. Like if I hear something new or a tag, course, I'll yeah. write it down for him. Like okay, this was cool. Well, that night I was like, shit, I can't keep up with my fingers. Like I couldn't, uh -huh. I couldn't stop ta like typing. He's in the like, zone. He was so Get in the zone. Way. And then I said, I, he got off stage. I said, whoa. I said I couldn't keep up with you today. I was like, what happened? He's like. Man, we smoked back there. I was like, uh -huh. man, man, I intoxicated you were the ego. The ego was intoxicated. So then yep. the, my true authentic self nice. got in the zone. That's 100%. That's, that's exact. I, I write. I, I come up with. I've got a notebook specific I, that, that the front half is all the shit I write during the day, like my regular stuff. And then the back half is a place where all those thoughts go. When I'm when I'm baked out of my brain and I because they, they're not always they don't always make sense they're weird they don't always have to do with mm -hmm, one another and mm -hmm. but your brain when I'm when I'm in that place and maybe that's just tamping down the ego or whatever it is but I I went out before our Christmas show this past year mm -hmm. and I just took I used to live in the Heights you, you remember mm -hmm. my old spot um, but where I used to live I could walk this trail it was this big hiking jogging whatever trail through the Heights it was nice mm -hmm. it was safe it was wonderful and I would just take my one hitter and I'd go walk through the neighborhood mm -hmm. at night. And just for 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. And I had my phone notes in my pocket and I would, I wrote 15 minutes of shit, stage worthy wow. stuff. Cause I took it on stage a week later, first time ever. And it was all, it wasn't done, but it was certainly creatively sound. You were like, this is, I didn't just show up with a bunch of sure, notes. Sure, sure, sure. It's to me, anybody who does, hadn't figured out how to utilize weed in that manner as an artist, you're missing out. Especially since, I mean, I think. Since you add in like the walking part, mm -hmm. I think that might have helped and, and has something to, to do with it. And, uh, you know, because you do yoga when I know when I get high, <laughs> sometimes you get that little body high and you start you become more like aware of um, your body, meaning like mm -hmm. you might you all of a sudden you feel like, oh, my spine doing this thing or I kind of need to 
oh shit, I feel a little bit of tension here or whatever. So then I, I sometimes start stretching, depending on the strand or the strain or whatever. Well, but that's I, that's a big part of it. And then the thing she was the the story she told, I have to say this too. It was the Addison Improv, low ceilings. Yeah. And, and another thing too, man, is like you can't do that at LOL in San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, probably can't go get into a, a zone with them high ceilings. But um. Uh, which I will be there in October. I think we end the tour there. Shout out to the LOL. Right. So, um, what was I saying about weed? Uh, Addison. He was at yeah. Addison. Oh, so basically this is what I want to say is like, one thing that I'm working on is trusting my my instincts in terms mm-hmm. of like improvisation because I studied improv 101 a little bit uh, in, in LA. I took a class and then, you know, with rap, you, you have you freestyle. Of course, yeah. You're, you would, in a specifically the way you stay two or three sentences ahead of yourself in free. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you're you're saying what you're saying right now, but your brain is writing the next however many lines. Mm-hmm. It's in improvisationally on stage. I find myself more work. Like when I when I get off the script, I find myself working in that same sort of vibe where I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to put, I, I look at it like exit ramps. So mm-hmm. the freeway is my show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool, man, I'm going to stop off at Bucky's because Bucky's mm-hmm. is fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. There's something and fun you, there. Yeah. yeah. You get off the freeway and you play for a minute. You're yeah, like, yeah. oh, cool. Beaver nuggets and whatever. Yeah. Beef jerky. And, <laughs> Beaver nuggets. But at some point you go, I got to, I got to Clean get restrooms. Back. Yeah. All yeah. of it. Funny but, billboards. Oh my God, their restrooms are amazing. But if you, if you choose to live in Bucky's, it's a shitty trip. At some point you go, yeah. I got to get back in the car and yeah. go to Dallas because mm-hmm. that's what we're here for. We got to end this thing. And that's, that's what I see. Some guys don't know when to stop with the improvisation on stage. Mm-hmm. If you do it right, you can get out of material, you can play for a little bit, and then you use, I use to me anyway, I'll use the, sta- the, the improv to seg myself back into, cool, I'm going to do this redneck bit next. Let me figure out how to talk to this crowd in a way that makes this redneck thing looked like I just decided that I was just, just going to talk about rednecks. Yeah. It's spontaneous. Right? If you do it that way, it works. What happens to me, what happened to me though, I was in Albuquerque and I was with Sam Damaris and this was like, Oh nine. And I had been doing so much crowd work. Like my shows had devolved into, I was killing, mm-hmm. killing, but I was just working the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I came on stage that night and Sam looks at me. He goes, bro, he goes, that was great. I go, yeah, I go, what's wrong? He goes, you did three jokes. Three. Mm. He goes, you were up there for an hour and ten minutes. You told three. Wait, jokes. oh, you were closing or? Yeah, I was headlining the show, and I just I went up. I told a joke. Something distracted me, and for fucking an hour, I just sat there and messed with the crowd. And it's that's not what they came to see. At the end of the day, it's mm. cool to but watch. But you got that. laughs, and they I got like, laughs. Yeah, 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 but yeah. it's that's not the same uh-huh. thing as watching a stand-up show. Yeah, it's a different. It's a different art form. I'd yeah, argue yeah, yeah. altogether. And furthermore, like once you start that improv, once you're doing it on stage for a long time, I don't know if you've had this problem, but for me, if I start doing crowd work for a long period of time and then I try to go back into material, the crowd knows. You've lost them. Because they know know how you talk now. You know what I mean? Because like my, I still, when I'm doing stand-up, I'm still talking like me, but I'm also using rehearsed material so i'm on a choreographed yeah, yeah it's on a script it's blocked it's yeah. i take the same steps every time i use the same you know the shit we do repeatedly yeah. so and the crowd doesn't know why they call bullshit they just go oh something's different mm-hmm. something's wrong something that's not the dude who's been talking to us yeah, for 30 yeah, minutes yeah. what are you doing what are you doing and you're like i'm just reading the script i'm reading the words i wrote yeah. they're way funnier yeah give yeah, me a yeah. moment the shot fucked him up guys yeah. <laughs> well, being sitting in the back, what I feel sometimes when he he'll try to like um, 
welcome the crowd by doing a little bit of crowd work when he first jumps on. That works. But I think our crowd gets hyped to now they feel like they can shout oh, things oh, 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 all the time oh, 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 oh. now. And it's just well, like, don't ask them, shit. Don't ask them questions. You know, don't open up the floodgates. But um, really. But that usually sometimes when you would say, uh, do we have, do we have whatever? And it's like, and then after that, and my ladies love to get attention in the in the stage. I mean, on in the audience for some reason. Once you woohoo uh, about something to do with the female, it's like now they feel like it's all woohoo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And nice. I'm just like, dang, just come watch the show, girl. So yeah, go ahead. Yo, go ahead. No, well, what what I'm the way I'm trying to approach things at the moment is, um, <clears throat> you know, really solidify my act. You know, performance beats and and all that good stuff, you know, blocking it and mm-hmm. all that, making sure that I'm giving people like the the best distillation, if you will, like the highest quality, most polished thing that I have, you know, about a damn near an hour now uh, at the moment. And uh, but weave in, weave in some improvisation. Yes. So that so that number one, I can play. Yes. Sometimes it plays to my strength. Sometimes you you come up with something really great in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, Sometimes you just have to keep. It's for your own sanity. Yeah, yeah. To, to play to not yeah. because because you've told the jokes. Yeah. A thousand times. So you want it. So basically, like my goal with with improvisation is um is weave it in, sprinkle it in as a seasoning, mm-hmm. so that it feels fresh. And yes. It's not so canned and rehearsed and just scripted and uh, and really just so that I can be present, think on my feet. If somebody sneezes, yep. I can be like, God bless you, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shit like that. Do but you know, uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but do you want to know what, um, we went to go see, watch uh, Theo Vaughn. Oh yeah. Okay. Do you want to know what I, I think sometimes some comics are, um, don't really want to bring attention to whatever's happening. So they kind of try to block it until it just kind of gets frustrated. Like plow through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, but Theo Vaughn did the best thing. He didn't give a fuck. He just grabbed the mic and he said, can somebody, these girls, can, can somebody get them out? Get you, them out. And I was like, wait, did he kick them out? No, he didn't. Or he said, can somebody tell He's them to like, be quiet or hey, something? Hey guys, uh, 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 something can y'all keep like, it down. Can y'all it's, just you know, keep like, it down. Like seriously. I was like, like, yes, finally, just somebody stopped their act. He, didn't and, give a fuck. And just, just said, shut up. I'm, I'm trying to be up here like I'm trying to perform for everybody who came here to pay Without to watch me. Yeah. yeah. And then right. he, and then he just moved on. There's a there's a there's a psychological move that you can play with 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 hecklers. And it's different ones. Like I'm a surgeon when it comes to dismantling, dismantling a heck like it's 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 fun. Mm-hmm. But there's different kinds of like personality archetypes that you have to deal with. And it's a. A drunk dude in the front row is not the you you can't use the same tactics on him that I have to use on a bachelorette party two rows mm-hmm. back. Where they're seated in the room matters. Um, their their age and their personality type mm-hmm. matters. Their level of intoxication matters. Demographics. Who the demographic matters. <laughs> who they're with matters. It's a you you and Chingo showing up is different than you and Chingo and four other of your friends. Right. It's it's a. So you have to take all of that. There's this whole algorithm that runs yeah. and you figure it spits out the best way to deal with that. And it's a, with hot chicks, you can strip them of the one thing that matters to them, which is their looks. <laughs> and when you, when you look down at somebody and go, oh, I bet you used to be pretty back in the day. It's, uh, do you know what that does to a woman? Uh, with, badass. With, you, I'd love that. Because you've called her ugly and old. Yeah, yeah, You understand? Yeah. Before the comma. Like yeah. you, this is, yeah, yeah. It, it, but those, and you get, your whole job is to knock them off their center for just long enough to put them to sleep. That's the whole, it's just like a street fight. It's, I don't need you, I don't need to beat you senseless. I need you to make one mistake 
wobble for like in, in uh, Mike Tyson's put you the minute yeah. you get that meh, 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 and I now I know yeah. I can punch yeah, you yeah. that's that's what you're looking at in that crowd so anytime you can take a guy off his comfort zone or a girl out of her comfort zone and just throw him off kilter for a minute then you can pounce I've got a hundred things I can say to you I need you to shut up long enough for me to say them and, and then what, the, the venue has a lot to do with it too mm-hmm. and then um like if it's a small town or that's and, uh, and that could be tell, tough. Like we've done a, we've done a couple like non comedy <laughs> club venues throughout yeah. the day. We did one like in Waukegan, uh, Illinois, I think mm-hmm. where normally they do like big bailas, big dance parties. They might bring some bands and it's just like a big box dance, and they shoved yeah. a ton of rolls of just seats. And like the promoter was like selling tape. He was like trying to sell bottle. He's selling everything. Yeah. He's selling autographs. He's yeah. selling whatever the fuck he can sell. <laughs> and uh, we're trying to perform on this narrow stage or whatever. But I noticed that the, again, like the hot chick with her sugar daddy, he pay, he got them the little VIP that the promoter yeah, yeah, sold. Yeah. It's a small town. They want to be seen. And it becomes more of like, who's here? Who's who? Uh, who has status in this in this hierarchy of a motherfucking yep. Keegan? And so I peeped it right away. It's like, oh, they're excited about VIP and mm. sitting in the front and fucking bottle service. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, these rows of people are like really trying to listen and pay attention. Mm-hmm. Right. But she's just, she's looking on her phone. They're not paying attention. She's Didn't talking that, What's that, Brendan? They're Schultz? going to the restroom all the time. Yep. Uh, uh, Brian Callum uh, he made a comp- he said that too like, he said it's always the pretty girls that just yeah. they want, want the attention, attention and they're not even there for the show secure. they've never they've never been in a situation picture take take your average like 25 year old hot blonde whatever mm-hmm. name you can't name a lot of situations in her life I thought he's gonna go on like you know double D <laughs> <laughs> yeah 26 inch school, you know. <laughs> school girl skirt you know standard her name's Jennifer <laughs> I've already crafted this entire <laughs> you know some cool little bangs <laughs> happening I may have imagined her too much uh, so go ahead sorry <laughs> she but she she's never been in a position in her life where she's not been told the, no told she's never been told no She's never been told no. She's never not been the focal point. She's just a little to, mama. I'm good. That's it. I'm She's accustomed. Ex- ah! <laughs> 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 I want to put you in your place just for acting like this. Like, <laughs> it's you see that and it's a it's a when you but when you when you recognize that and you recognize the fact that as human beings, we see we, dude, we're in we're in an internet, we're in an Instagram age. Where right now, if you just scroll through, you see nothing but uppity bitches living these lives, acting just like that. We're 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 now. It's no longer cool, man. It's not cool to be that chick anymore. And I know that, and you don't know that yet. Mm. So watch watch as I as I turn the crowd on you. When you weaponize a crowd of four hundred people, and you've got them going, how many of you? And I, I I do it all the time. When you look out and you just you can you start repeating what they're saying. You're going, look, the reason I can't get through this joke is because you keep saying X. Now 400 people don't like her. Uh And that's the, once they're there and you go, how many of you wish these two would shut up right now? When 400 people go, hurrah, (laughs) it's, it's now, now the, now the dynamic has shifted. You're no longer, you're no longer just yelling dumb shit at me. You got to fight an entire room. And, and, and just to like reiterate and wrap, wrap that little idea, like what she was saying, how Theo just. Quick, briefly addressed it. Let's fix this and move on. You could tell how many people were bothered by them because everyone in that area, including uh-huh. us, was like, oh, man, yeah. Well, well I did it at you. the show when you were on. We went and snitched. I went and snitched. <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous. So, ridiculous. So, I don't know if you recall the show. Y'all did five. Yeah. Um, 
when you were on stage, if you look to your right at the, the show we were at, if you look to your right, it was like a few young, few young couples. They're on their phone. Yep. They're, they're discussing menu items. They're talking the entire through through everybody. Yep. I'm like, bitch, you got Uncle Joey up there? <laughs> yeah. No, it was you when, on your phone. And when it was when uh, and Slade was Uncle about Joe? to do his uh, his new piece. Well, new for us. I guess you've you've been doing it, but we hadn't seen your redneck. Uh, uh, <laughs> and so Cute. and so I was like. Did she just fucking talk through this whole thing? I'm trying to sit. Th- I said, that's it. I got up I and said, I, went, I went to, I was and like, I went, I told. It's I, a, I told her to snitch. I was like, man, you don't see me. You have to, you have to, I was in, this, this is what this, this story happened in Dallas. Uh, let's remember exactly how it went. But uh, there, it was a man and a woman in the front row and they weren't together. Like they weren't dating. And I, I know this because I'm, I'm headlining the show. There's like four other dudes in front of me. And they've screamed out, we're not together. Like every oh time someone's God. like, so how long have you been together? We're not together. They're just those people. Yeah. And by the time I get up, I'm just standing in the back, man. And I'm, my buddy Seth uh, comes off stage and he's like, bro, you got to watch. I'm like, I already, I'm already on it. I'm already on it. And as soon as I get up there, the dudes that like, you know, that level of drunk where you just like, he threw up on his shoe, but oh. it was, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like violent. It was like, Damn. like, bleh. Oh. like just, <laughs> just like that level, that level, bleh. just enough. Just enough. So the staff gets him out and the woman's still there and she's hammered. And I'm just, it's like, you know, the show where you're just like, man, I just got to get through this. Yeah. Everybody's with me. These people are good, but this, this like stay I, focused. I, yeah, yeah. Just, just don't, it's not even worth it to play into her. Yeah. Just, this isn't even fun. So, and at some point I go, so I'm single and I, and she goes just out of nowhere. She goes, no shit. Like she yells it out and for, she's it, 300 people in this room and she yells this out and I just stop man and I go bro I go I could I could destroy this woman I go but be cool yeah I go ma'am we've established that you're single too I go I'm just gonna finish my fucking show and I turn back that's it that's all I say and when I go to turn back she goes it's different I'm a widow and the bro and then what happened the whole room like they hate her but they were like <gasps> And I just, they're on there now. They're on her side, <laughs> not not on her side, but they're now they're now vested in the conflict. So, like, yeah. what's he gonna say? She goes, "I'm a winner." What's his comeback? God is my winner. I just sat there for a second. I thought about it, and I looked down, and I go, "So, so suicide." Oh. <laughs> oh. That's what I was thinking. I was like, "Is he really gonna go there?" Yeah. Oh, it felt so fucking good. Yeah. It what felt, so she, she's like, "No heart attack," and I was like, "No suggestion. Stress, You're bitch. ruining the show. Uh, go do it." That's it's hilarious. <laughs> There's 13 reasons. It just—it was just, but it's you 13 nag- reasons. So when, you nagged him to death. When, <laughs> when you have to, when you have to pull that level up, that doesn't even feel good to me to say something like that at that point. There's not even that's not even a win. That's a man. I just had to drop the bottle. All right, cool. That's, sure, sure. I, I Nagasaki this motherfucker. That's yeah. that's not good for yeah. foreign and, relations. And what happens too is that what happens too is that um, some folks they don't know how to act at a comedy club. Like they've never been. Or they, yeah. they've this their first time, or they like overly excited. Yeah, but bro, you know that I can give you that argument yeah, to a, to a point, and then even if you're going into, I give you, you didn't know the environment when you walked in. But how long does it take you to figure out the physics Thank of the room? Thank you. You know like, what I mean? Like, shut the fuck up. If, if 90 minutes into this shit, you still think it's okay to be checking your phone and talking to your idiot bridesmaid and <laughs> come on, get, get ha, out. Have you ever performed at a place where they use yonder, where they, the pouches for the phones? No, I have not. But I'm, there's, a, there's a club in Canada that has a jammer. Uh, they have, yeah, it's illegal as shit here. I don't know if it's legal they there. shut off the phones? It's, it's scram. You can't use your phone in the room. That's dope. It just That's doesn't work. Yeah. So uh, I saw Tom Green in, Dem- uh-huh. in Denver, 
and it was one of those yonder pouch shows. Yeah, Rogan and, does uh, that a lot. Well, I I don't know how much they charge for that, like per head, per ticket, or whatever. But, it's not uh, bad. Um, they're just I mean, it's a, you're just renting the pouches and somebody to. I wonder how much I don't, that is. But, but it's um, it's invaluable, whatever it costs. Well, because it, it forced people to like oh. Enjoy your food and drink and laugh and nobody and the, every it, it, for whatever reason maybe it's maybe it was the club like Denver Comedy Works maybe Tom did such a great fucking job that's maybe, a perfect maybe storm. it was a good crowd but I was like I gotta give these uh pouches a little bit of credit because even I was like oh this is completely time out for me yeah 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 and like, you and some people are like oh but I need it in case the babysitter needs to blah 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 yeah it's always a, yeah, I guess you and you can still walk out and check your stuff right like it's it's not like you're did you yeah. hear his Miami story though of how bad they were in Miami Tom mm-hmm. Green no <laughs> no Rogan he tried uh, the, the pouches uh-huh. and when Brendan was talking about it last week he goes I'll be in Miami and Rogan was like I'll never go there again he's like we did the yonder pouches and in Miami it's all about partying and drinking and being live right well during the show He's like 40% of the crowd kept getting up and going out and coming in and going uh-huh. out. He's like, wow. What, for the phone? For the phone. They could not stay off their phone. You need your phone that bad? Look at the world. Look at look at the era we live in. It's time That's to break a, up with your phone. It's yeah. good luck. Yeah. So he's like, uh, either he won't, he wasn't going to do them anymore. He just wasn't going to go to the Miami Improv anymore. Well, I mean, and he's at a position where he doesn't have, you know, sure, Ro- sure, Rogan sure. can just decide. Of course, you know what? Of course. Fuck Miami. And sometimes, like, I mean, they always do the announcements in the beginning. I, I just feel that motherfuckers don't be listening to that part. And it, there has to be a way. Like, I, we just did uh, Midland, uh, uh, the Yucca Theater in Midland, Texas. <clears throat> and there were a few people that were yelling shit. And I thought to myself, hey, w- if we come back to the same place next year, I want to have either our ushers. Because it's not a comedy club. They don't have... St- Right, they don't know how to do the staffing thing, but um, whoever the ushers are, I want them matching like shirts, whether it's blue, red, yellow, whatever, and then be like doing the announcements. All right, guys, you know, go ahead and shut your phone off. We're gonna have a good time. And you see the guys in the yellow shirts, like this is your warning. Yeah, like did you copy? Yeah. So I was trying to record his set, which I needed. <laughs> And I spent half my time having to ask people to stop recording. Playing so I'd stop, I'd stop the, I'd stop the, the video because oh, I was holding it. Right. And so I'd stop the video, go ask like four of them all together. Cause they're all friends sitting there. I'm like, there's no recording. They, they just announced it. Like literally they people just get excited. Said, they want to share that they were there. Mm-hmm. It's what, well, you know, it's, it's a, but I mean, it's, I have this problem with concerts, uh, musically and st- we, we're just, we live in a world where you would rather, I, I don't understand why someone when someone pulls their phone out and is recording like a live performance uh-huh. i'm like bro you're in the room yeah. you're in the room. i went and saw soundgarden back Ooh. before chris cornell died i saw him at uh the verizon whatever uh, uh, yeah. uh what, what is it now revention revention uh, yeah. so man there might have been three thousand people in this whole room standing and, standing room only? standing room mm-hmm. uh and when they play and th- but this was their last time through so it's packed and they're play, they play Ty Cobb, which is arguably the hardest Soundgarden song in the entire library. And I expect, I remember this from like the 90s, man. We're like, people are about to get hurt. This is, people. Sh- That's so cool. I walked from the back of the room to the front of the stage around people just holding their cell phones and tablets up. I was like, no one's even moshing. A There's tablet, no, bro? bro? Yeah, dude. Seeing iPads in the that air could is be a good mosh thing. shield. <laughs> yes, and they're just they're just holding them up, and wow. you can just walk anywhere you want to in a concert anymore. And it, it was the saddest, like zombies, thing I've ever seen. Well, you you know, what take I've, a picture in the first song, hey, and then be done. That's how I feel. Nobody I'm knows cool. what you're like, watching, dude. Right. I took I had to take my fifth grader's phone away. Oh no! Yeah, just because it was just too much fifth grade drama and 
all this little stuff happening on the phone. And, um, you know, it's just a, the way I saw it is like, okay, I need to intervene because this is just a portal into stress. And these are first world problems. Like this is of suburban. Of course, of course, of course. Sure. Suburban Yeah, there's a, there's a kid in Ethiopia eating a stick. Yeah. Not even, dude. Like there's hungry kids like in this city. But that's what I tell her. Like we don't have to go that far. And um, so, you know, I, I did a shakedown, like prison shakedown. I confiscate. I'm, what's up? Open all zippers, all bags. Oh, mm-hmm. what's this? What is this? iPad? Oh, yeah, cool. We thought you, you know. So I, I confiscate everything. But man, when I tell you, because I tell I tell her, I say, look, they have engineers on staff to make these things as addictive as possible. They want you to have the fear of missing out. They want you to just yep. uh, 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 repetitive behavior. It's like yes. a, it's like a casino, right? You, Slot you, machine. You go mm-hmm. to your email. I, I'm I'm guilty of. I need to check my email. Maybe something came through. Let me go check my post. How's my post doing? Do my fuckers know I'm coming to wake up? <laughs> and uh, so I took it away. Huge transformation. She she won't go anywhere without her book. She's glued to this book. She's like, oh my God, this book is amazing. And she's just a good little kid. She's journaling. She's back to being like a kid. Like she'll be sitting in the car, just looking out the window, smiling. Having a conversation with us. Yes. Yeah. And we do it. I have to give us credit too. We do a good job of like not being on our motherfucking mm-hmm. phone. So a lot of times we go run errands. I've been trying to break up with my phone. So I'll leave it behind. Babe, do you have your money? You have card? Cool. Let me leave my shit. I don't need it. And that's then we'll take one phone for emergency. But it's in our in my backpack. It's not like that's uh, the, we're that, using it. That's the best feeling, man. With you, I've done it before where I've left the house and just it's Untethered. rare. But you forget your phone. Mm-hmm. And I've been and I've been as I've been as close as my driveway where I'm like I could. You know what, man? What's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen? And then you leave and you come back. You you're like, this felt so good. And you realize you left your house keys in the house and you can't get in. And the only way to get your keys is to call somebody. But that <laughs> bitch is in the house, too. So yeah. you just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what a fantastic untethered yeah. weekend. We yeah. just. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, we have to be. We have to protect our minds, especially our little kids minds. You know, like mm-hmm. sometimes it's just too fucking much. <clears throat> and. Um, you know, it's, it's but it's like Slay says we are in the social media world where it's just like if if it's not documented, it didn't happen. Does that make that, sense? Well, I mean, it, like it, it's like what do you mean you don't have a picture of that? Yeah, How exactly. Do you not, it's it's a that's the that's the we live in a capture and share and then um, and flex and flex, flex. And, and, and and get all of your your self worth from the amount of social validation thumbs ups you got. And it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I play the game. I play the game because we have to play the game. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I understand. But I also, I'm like, I can't live in that game. Yeah. That is a, it's a terrifying thing to put something out there and know that strangers, yeah. motherfuckers I've never met yeah. ever, maybe a couple of you. But outside of that, you're in charge of my happiness yeah. for the next hour. And that's something yeah. I just, you just throw it down. You go, you know what, man, I'm going to, I'm going to go for one of yeah. those walks. What I'm trying to do is, um. Well, she, I feel like she's earned the right to be back on it, but I'm scared to relinquish that. Like, fuck. Okay, this is a huge responsibility. Like, I don't think she's, it's gonna be. I don't think it's been earned yet. It's mm-hmm. too soon. She knows. I want because the, she knows that she's been doing good. Right. And so it's habit. not. It's, it's 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 not a habit just yet. Just because she's been doing it a couple of days, mm-hmm. it hasn't become a habit. What I think needs to happen is you're allowed from this time like to this supervised. time. To One be hour. on it, right? I have a girlfriend who doesn't allow her kid to um you can't, do iPad you can't or do anything that like all. that uh, until um, so homework has to be done. Um, you know, oh, okay. you we've kind of they've kind of chit chatted as time. a family, like you know they've kind of had a little like, oh, how was your day? Great, like talk to me, right? Um, and then after we're, we're done talking, great. Uh, so my iPad time is from what time? 
Cool. So they know that that's the only time they have iPad time. These are these kids, though. This and this is weird because this is the first time we're able to look at a generation that's growing up entirely in this era mm -hmm. um we one foot in one foot out yeah. so it's a i grew up with none of that at best you know in high school we got dial up and then we started yeah ding, ding. you had to wait mom get off the fucking phone i'm yeah, trying yeah, to download a yeah, picture i'm trying yeah. to see this nipple it's, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it, it, would take, it would just tick tick yep. tick and, and then you would get all the way after an hour and a half you're like she's not even hot you'd yeah. have to but, Fuck. but so we, we, we experienced this after we had figured out a little bit who we were as people yeah. like, all right, cool. I made it through school. Yeah. I have my self-worth. I know where I'm at. And now I'm in this, this, this social approval era. So it's, I have a baseline, but man, when you're a kid who just starts at zero and all of your self-worth and not, not, not your kid, because you guys are actually doing well, an active. Well, I have to get on the same page with my ex, who's my 10 year old yes. mom. So that's going to, I'm going to have mm -hmm, to kind of mm -hmm. like be like, hey, uh, phone staying in my house or whatever. But um, my, my whole point is this, is like, <clears throat> we have to keep our kids engaged. And what I told my kid is, look, an idle mind, I-D-L-E, because she's <laughs> like, idle, I-D-O-L. Uh, <laughs> idle mind is the devil's playground. So I was like, what's daddy's number one priority? Family. Okay, what is one of my jobs to do? Protect y'all. What's one of the most important parts of you? My mind. Okay, good. I need to keep all that shit at bay and keep you engaged and whatever I had on my desk, like all that shit's canceled because this is a priority and I, we have to like, you know, keep the kids engaged yeah. and don't let them. Is that, is that a hard conversation to have with a kid? She, she was, um, I mean, she's 10. She, you know, I, I guess because of the era we live in, it's like everyone has their phone. And sometimes as parents, we think like, well, we got it in case of an emergency. I was like, this is the emergency. Right. <laughs> this is the em emergency, you know? Yeah. And, and I even told her too, I was like, you know, them little kids at school, they got their little drama. I was like, I almost want to thank them because it forced my hand, mm. you know, to where now I'm snatch I'm prison guard. I'm snatching up <laughs> gadgets, contraband. And, um, you know, but that's the thing. Now you got to just... If you're not occupying their mind and making sure they're they're keeping busy in a positive way, they're gonna fill those, those gaps. And it's easy to be like, "Well, I'm busy. I, I have work to do. I let them get on the iPad." But now, now other people have more influence well, over your kids than you. Because it you it used to be again. I I, I hate. I'm now I'm selling. I remember back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the. The, the internet was just like this, I want to say this small place, but it was like, like we're, we're close to the same age, like 96 or so. I remember the 98, 99, you would get on the internet and it was like, there were like five places to go. There yeah. weren't there, this now, there, the amount of apps, the amount of web destinations, the amount, hell, your TV, you're online and you're skating through digital universes, navigating your, your television. So yep. the amount of play, and then VR and mm. uh, some of the other stuff that I, I'm, I'm, I'm a techie, so I'm into it. But the, you start realizing, man, you couldn't even, I wouldn't know where to start looking for someone's online press. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't just go, oh, I'm looking at the history for the last three days. It looks like you've been to these five websites. Yeah. You have no way of tracking all of the different places they can go but these kids are, are just it's weird um they're having depression issues in the in the of fifth course. grade I, I don't know how that happens or why that's happening there's no right life. there's no like they don't know struggle either if, if mm -hmm. you haven't if you haven't been if you haven't played a game of pickup football in your street 
if you haven't been taken out into a mailbox by by, by a guy you thought was your friend, now they don't know what a mailbox is at, at all. At all, you mean email box? How do you get yeah. hit with a yeah. with a hot mailbox? The, the, but you you all I just all of that taught me. I look back at the lessons I learned about. Uh, team building and about trust yeah. and about that. And granted, a lot of them were negative. Like don't trust anybody, but <laughs> you, you, you only get that through these, these experiences. experiences and going out and being around human beings and not just little digital avatars where For sure. I wish we could all just present uh, the best version of ourselves to people in the real world. Mm -hmm. It like, Facebook does or like any little like your Fortnite avatar does. Of it course. Edited. Yeah. Everybody's got a six pack and everybody was just in Italy. Yeah. So that creates that like fear of missing out and people get oh, that no. depression. Like <laughs> like even even my sister yesterday, she was like, Oh, my friends went to a, what did she say? Like Costa Rica or something. I can't remember what it was. Mm. She's like, and all the pictures, like, man, they look amazing. Every D single thing they post. <laughs> and I'm thinking in my head, it's like because they're not going to show you all the shitty ones. Of they already put the not. filters. Yeah. I want somebody, I, I, and I, I've, I've thought about this multiple times. Because I get, my the, the one thing that I do not allow on any of my social media is the word jealous. Like if I post a picture of some shit and you go, oh my God, so jealous, envious, whatever, mm -hmm. you can fuck right off. Like yeah. that's a, you could be anywhere tomorrow. That's not, we, we don't live in an age where it's, Europe is not a $10,000 flight away for 500 bucks. You can be anywhere. That's five nights out at your stupid bar. So don't give me your, don't yeah. give me that. So I don't allow that, but I've also realized that I do just post, you know, I post the good looking stuff. I want to post the ugly side of it. And I mean, like, like all the, like Machu Picchu, Taj Mahal, uh, anger, all mm. these, the pyramids. And we just, you see the iconic image of them. You go, Oh, that's so romantic. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. In every single one of those, if you turn around 180 degrees, like Angkor Wat in Cambodia, it's I've, I've got a picture on my wall that I took, and it's it looks out over this placid little body of water, and then the temple rises up in the background, and you can kind of see this palm tree looking thing, and it's serene, and it looks like it's in the middle of the jungle. Mm -hmm. As God is my witness, if you were to turn around 180 degrees, there's 600 people crammed next to each other trying to take the same picture and a bunch of people selling the same knockoff plastic shit you can buy at the pyramids or on yep. the mexican border or in paris dude well we we took our little uh, it's hideous european <laughs> trip and the, what is that uh, uh the trevi fountain? trevi fountain okay oh we, bro yeah. so when we were at italy trevi fountain we were one of those people with the with the phone on the thing yeah the, uh, the extender what do you call it the selfie, selfie stick. stick and we're trying to get in there and we're like all right, this is fucking nuts because yes. literally what you said, uh, uh, 500 motherfuckers trying to get the same goddamn shot. Like, can you, can I get in the fountain? Excuse me, my uh, turn. I, sorry, you're yeah. in my shot, uh, you know, person from Japan or whatever. And then you have like these like immigrants from um, all over Africa, all oh, over yes. the world. And they're the ones selling the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the And, and they know chain. like five, six different languages. Amigo, donde estas? Hey, El Salvador? No, <laughs> the, Mexico, Mexico. Si, si, yo soy de... <laughs> they and, got me, they got Here's my move. They got me in uh, Africa. Uh, we were in Djibouti. It was me and Sam. And uh, Sam wanted this mask. We were shopping. And we're, I mean, third world, third world. And we're going through. And Sam doesn't know how to say no. So I have to be the muscle. I'm good. I say no like a motherfucker. So we're walking through the shop. And this dude says no. And I try to get him with English. I'm like, well, I'll just say stuff in English. And, he, and he's right back at me in English. I'm like, well, shit, let me get at him in Spanish. And I try Spanish so he'll leave me alone. And he All right back at me in Spanish. And before I said something else, he said something in French. I was like, man, just give me the fucking mask. I'll buy it. Uh, I'll, I'll buy the mask. That's hilarious. I, my go-to now, bro, I've been memorizing stuff from Star Wars. Uh -huh. And I use Jedi. Like I just with somebody they try and talk. Ventuai no tuai Jedi ni Jabba no bada. Ah, that's nobody hilarious. speaks that. So they I, they're like, damn, we can't sell him. That's shit. so funny. 
Hey, I want to go back to the tech real quick. So uh, the twins, I introduced the Xbox to them uh, in January. So they're four and a half. I came into their life when they were two. What I've noticed between the kids and other kids their age is that they are significantly, and this could be genetics, smarter, playing with the tablets early, learning the Xbox, problem-solving skills. The four-year-old beat a level on Lego Batman that I couldn't beat. He's uh-huh. so smart. But yesterday was the first time he was so rambunctious that we're like, no Xbox tonight. And he threw the biggest tantrum that I'd never seen before. I was like, all right, this is a good time to show you a lesson. Basically, like, you're not getting Lego Batman for a couple of days. Mm. But leading up to it, you're like, man, like, it helps them really problem solve, think on their feet kind of thing. But does it, but does it, what does that do from a social interaction, like human to human contact? Like, are they still. So during the day, they're at Ninja Warrior Camp right now. So they're, they're rock climbing, they're doing all these mm. different activities. Okay. But later, like, all right, we'll get on some tech. Yeah. And, but what was funny is that when they got mad, when he got mad last night, uh, Don was like, well, we'll play uh, Toddler Monopoly. It's like Monopoly Junior. That's a game. He goes, I want to play a real game. That's not a game. That's it was so yeah. funny, dude. <laughs> well, well, a, I, with my little one, even though she's only eight months, I try really hard to only purchase educational, educational yeah. toys. And I don't know if that's good or bad. And they're mostly instruments. Mm-hmm. So yeah. really yeah, yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. They're mostly expensive. They're really <laughs> yeah. For real. But they're, I'm really big on educational. And I wanted to say, you know, at a very young age, I want her to hear five. Uh, even if it, she's tapping on the same number. Uh-huh. But I, want, I, know, I want her to know it's five. Blue. But it's all in Spanish, though. But still. So it's cinco. Azul, azul, you know, that's all, but she's pressing on it, but that's kind of what I want her to, to know, you mm-hmm. know? And so mm-hmm. I don't know that, um, I remember Rob told us about these educational yeah, iPads, right? I don't know what, like and so leapfrog way better than leapfrog was. Okay. That's but all along our, yeah. those lines. Yeah. And so I thought about, Hmm, maybe in the future, this might be good for Penny, you know? And then I thought, well, no, now I've just, I've just like encouraged, like, it's okay to do iPad, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, why not, why not me, why not me make, um, because I did that whole Future Teachers of America in high school. Mm-hmm. So why not me make her a folder where she and I interact, right? And you, you actually laminate it at the color blue, blah, blah, blah. Then we add, we make little other things where she has to place and match herself. Yes. Well, now it's texture. Now she's actually interacting. Tangible. We're and we're interacting together. I'm asking you to show me where number one is, where no, you know where the blue is. So I don't know that I want to go that route just yet so, until right. way kind of later. Good approach is you give them the tablet so that they learn on their own, and then you later have the books and have the things laminated. So mm. then you do the interaction. Like, how much did you learn with that time with the tablet? Show me right now. And like, show me enough. what the tablet taught you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that way you come in in the fourth quarter and just supervise. <laughs> yeah. And if you yeah. learned a lot, you Good. can keep it. If yeah. you didn't learn enough, you're not, you don't need the tablet. All right, yeah. We're, all right kid, we got to go analog. But, yeah. it's, but it's so, and this, again, no kids, so it's hard for me to, imbi- but it, it seems so simple to just utilize that as a, like technology becomes so much more of a babysitter by the oh, day. Oh, for sure. And it's, a, it's no longer, it used to be like, you know, if, if someone gave me a C and say, or, you know, I'll pull the string, the cow says moo, and after about nine pulls, this shit was boring. With I Mo got her one of those. I know. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're great. But, but now it's touchscreen. Yeah, do that the digital pool. <laughs> I didn't want her. To, I I literally bought her one, and I grab her little hand, and I show her, and she just kind of still stares. has the string, yeah. and it actually spins yeah. still. Oh, that makes me so yeah. happy. But it's not made with that same. Dude, oh, that thing no, was that thing. Was, I, 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 oh, I remember exactly what it felt like. It had that big, the big round yeah. and the stickers. Half the the owl would always be halfway pulled no, off. These are actually better. The stickers are way better. Like. It didn't, it's like nicely done. It is, it's not the same. Oh. They didn't, I guess, 
Don't it's made in China. Yeah. Yeah, the old ones could have been like a steel chair in the WWE. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like hot, <laughs> just like Hot Wheels and shit. They had yeah. that metal base. Dude. And now they're like, what the fuck is this? Everything's yeah. that lightweight aluminum yeah, and, yeah. or plastic. Oh, or 3D printed. You know? We used to have toys that you could throw across the room and legitimately shut your brother up. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And all the tires would still be intact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they would hold up. Yeah, for sure. God, you got me. The what? nostalgia in all your eyes are like, oh man, the eighties. I remember the you know, man. It was like I, I, I'm really big on showing Mickey that. Like I show, I'll show her like um, how to do the kid and play, like old dances, you know, yeah. the MC Hammer. So I'm like, let me show you what these dances were because they're they're bringing them back in different ways. Because you got to have flavor. That's and right. so, that's one thing about growing up like urban, I guess, is that and I. I what working class around what the fuck but like you know you gotta um, you gotta have your own little sauce your own little yeah. special sauce in life whether whether you want to be an actor or a writer or a, a comic whether it's the arts or it's or you're a salesman you don't think a salesman requires a little bit of for sure gift uh-huh. or gab and you gotta kind of like do flavor the, that fucking algorithm mm-hmm. uh, uh like when you were talking about reading the room uh-huh. that reminds me of my flea market days like in college when i would post up on the weekend at like poteet flea market and i'm i'm seeing the customers walking and I'm, I'm analyzing okay she's the decision maker mm-hmm. he's pushing stroller i gotta sell to her okay what well, uh i have a keychain for sale that matches his boots boom and uh let me switch the song that's playing on the boom box you know she might like it uh-huh. whatever 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 but but anyway all that type of shit is just real life experience and bring it back to the kids it's like i'm not against tech i'm not against techies yeah uh-huh. but i do want her to have like what mighty soldier said with the dances and stuff and watching like classic movies from the 80s and stuff is have a good sense of self and be self-aware in terms of um you know don't be so sucked into the the digital fake world in terms of social media right 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 right, right, right. to where you lose track of values family fucking values like no we're gonna fucking chit chat we're gonna eat dinner mm-hmm. we're not gonna it's call me old school but like like my soul said these fifth graders man they might not be worried about where their next meal is coming from, but it's like they might have a workaholic dad right. or, or a mom that's worried about this, that, and the other, or you know they got older siblings and they're not getting the attention or whatever the case may be. It's like first world problems, but these emotional type of, I don't want to say mental health, but these other like, in other words, what's worse, worrying about where your next sandwich is coming from or being neglected? Right, well, that that's a <laughs> shit. That, I mean, they're, yeah. they're 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 just because if you give your kid the iPad the whole time, they might be a little bit neglected. Mm-hmm. If they just I'm working, well, now you a workaholic. Now you have like, what's the root of the fucking problem? Mm-hmm. And that's why I turned into a prison ward and I snatched up gas. <laughs> I'm unplugging everything. But they're, they're, all these things are positive. They're 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 all tools, man. But like. Batman's got to prove he can survive without the suit mm-hmm. before you can let him out in the street with the yeah, suit. For sure. And that's that's the that I I look at it with my nieces all the time where I just go I, I have an obligation to make sure we go out and do stuff, stuff. in the yard. Like yeah. that's a let's go on an adventure. Let's yeah. let's wander out and let's let's have a let's have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus just sitting in here and oh cool, some more YouTube videos and some yeah. more some more uh, you're baking a cake on your app or whatever eighth wonder anyone uh, uh yeah which one do you want astral uh, turf or people's channel oh give me the uh let's go turf no let's go uh hoppy or uh crystal, crystal. Rising. Well, I, don't I don't even know what a crystal but give me the uh, hoppy one okay let's do that cool 
AstroTurf. Man. Babe, you didn't even offer. Oh, <laughs> I was sweating. You're like Rob's not my guest. No, you're right. No, I'm good, man. What you want, bro? No, I'm good. Go, go. He, I think Rob was gonna be like, dude, it's before two. <laughs> no, it's not. I would have been like, why didn't you crack the whiskey open at 11 a.m. Right? That's a. We could do that also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Eighth Wonder. Major, major announcement comes up. Major announcement coming up. Ooh. Yeah, for sure. I had a question for you. Was comedy always the uh, the goal, or did you want to be a writer more than a, a it's, performer? It's it's weird. I don't know that it's still the goal, um, or that Ooh. it ever. Well, and I, I say that in a weird. I got to a point where I've stopped trying to let my career choice be part of my identity. Um, mm-hmm. If that makes it, I'm a dude who does things now, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and it's mainly because I've realized that stand up is a like I, I, it has, it's about a thirty-year animal. It didn't even exist, or maybe fifty now. But there was no stand-up. You go back far enough into the nineteen hundreds. There's no stand-up. This is a completely fabricated, made-up deal that just happened to sort of become a thing people started doing in the sixties and seventies. And then now it's already flexing and changing and turning into weird you too it's it's stand up by itself i'd be surprised if stand up even exists as a pure art form in 20 or 30 years it's really a, oh, that's a new just, thing well because the business side of it, it yeah it's it's uh it's morphing it's it's blurring the line very blurry and I th- people will still be talking and making point but the concept of just standing in front of a room full of people and talking the way we do I don't know. You mean because that, of like VR stuff or just the business itself? All of the above. The tech is changing. The environments are changing. The, the people converging in a room together and just being in a room with another 300. Have you done, have you messed around with VR at all? Virtual reality? No. The, I, I, I'll, have, I'll bring a rig over. Um, you can sit courtside at a fucking Lakers game. We were talking about this, remember? Courtside. Yeah. And you can look around and Jack Nicholson's to your left and Hell cheerleaders no. are to your right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right behind you is everybody up in the stands. Is and, this a live current game? or a past it's a you, right now past games um okay. i think there are some live ones they do mm-hmm. because i mean it's just you can stream it's it's simple is that with but, oculus or with something else it, yeah so I'm, i I do through oculus oh, cool. um so the o- oculus go they have the quest coming out but oh, oculus shit. go ha- you can go into these environments and it's dude it's as given the choice between being in the seats i go to when i go watch the rockets which aren't bad but or sitting courtside in this VR environment, it's you've never seen anything like it. Question: for, In order for them to <clears throat> produce this, do they need to have place with next to Jack Nicholson a uh, 360 yes. camera? Mm-hmm. Yes. So they can only do it to old events where there was a 360. camera. You can't go back. Yeah, you can't retrofit old games and like you can't go back and watch an old game that way now. So, but mm. they're putting these 360 cameras in like every game. So some of them you can live stream. So it's just there and it's just pumping it out and you're watching it while it's happening. It's nuts. And then, oh, go ahead. Later you could catch a replay if that game was recorded yeah, yeah, with yeah, that yeah, yeah. 360 camera. And it would still yeah. uh, um, mm-hmm. yes. react yeah. in yes. real time. So, so basically when they set that 360 camera next to Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. they already know we can sell this seat 10,000 times for 10,000 years. Yes. Instead of one time, one person, mm-hmm. one game. And that's why it's changing. Exactly. And, 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 so Jack Nicholson got to look around but like, God dang, ain't no humans by me. <laughs> right. Now, granted, Jack Nicholson still has to keep coming to games long after uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, people yeah. have stopped showing up. Eventually, it's just going to be you sitting next to uh, only Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Hologram. Later, it's a hologram. <laughs> yeah. Imagine once they start putting 360 seats in every seat. 
That's but this this is what this is this is. The, I don't like that stuff. <laughs> it freaks me out. Every time I just I was like, I can't. Do I just it. can't do it's it. Too I'm close just, to the matrix. Yeah, it's, it's way too close I'm to the scared. matrix, bro. I, I'm already convinced we live in that. So, oh, dude, me too. Life's not real. Man. I thought I was Neo the whole time. So it's a, we're all we're all the stars. The we're Oracle. all the stars. The reality Thanks, is bro. none of us are the stars. <laughs> There's only one of us. And when I leave here, you guys just. Exactly, disappear dude. like non-player right. characters into the background you're fantastically written yeah. Shingo yeah <laughs> like the nuance right like it's almost as if I'm really here we're it's just the, it's we're the just really castmates here it's crazy fucking movie. but this is this is isn't in the argument is that if technology has already gotten to a point where you and I can sit at a Lakers game and it's you've done VR yeah so yeah. it's the Sony VR is awesome it's, it's it's real man it's a the graphics aren't there but the experience is this you'll walk into a wall you'll forget where you are you'll fall off a bed it's insane I skydive that way you can do so much bro I'm, I'm just bring it over um you can skydive but what you you're could, like on a coffee table laying down you could I mean you stand you, up you, you could just it's so I, I play there's a wingsuit game that I play and uh, I put it on I end up sitting down but I find myself dude like yeah, 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 yeah. Leaned way over and physically, like I've left with a sore back and shit from playing on this stupid game. Um, but the the just where it is now is is indistinguishable. Yeah. So imagine, take this to the end. Look at look at this versus our Mario Brothers when we were growing up. That <laughs> eight bit, like a yeah, pole <laughs> position. You remember that shit? Beep, versus beep, now, I can put beep. you behind the wheel of an actual Ferrari. On the road yeah. and get you motion a, sick. I've done that F1 moment. simulator, yes. dude. It's yes. fucking crazy. So if you can get there, if you can make the gap from uh, jump the gap from eight bit technology to current VR, which is how many bits? It, it's uh, it's five K. I mean, it's it's shooting it, it's shooting in five K and then oh. wrapping it in a three sixty environment. Remember so, that movie of Sylvester Stallone where he's driving the Formula car? Is it Sylvester Stallone? No, uh, is it Rush? The, oh God. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, you. But I just went Days of Thunder and got Tom Cruise, <laughs> and uh, you. The VR looks like the cockpit of that car, like it's that realistic. So, so who's to say? <laughs> I'm so nervous. So hear me. Up. So, I'm so, my 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 I, I palms. Read, I read about all this shit like ten years ago. Yes, but my so hands so, so are listen, sweaty right now. So, so if they can if they can jump that gap from there to there, who's to say that you can't jump the next gap, which is from there to this? Mm. That you can't make something that is tangible and tactile and tasteable and how, how come you all can't just tap into all those senses already they can you can already kind of get to the uh what are the visual cortex without going through the eyes and make people see shit that they're not i mean that's 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 how stuff works the brain yeah so if you can create an environment that that's this real it's likely that we've already gotten there plus they say there's like this little chemical that uh the one of the glands in the brain like secretes and shit. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the pituitary or yeah, what. One of those. One of those like DMT type things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That supposedly is our internal little VR thing where mm. this is why we can uh, uh, interact with our environment uh -huh. and it feels so real mm. to us. Like, oh, these are atoms, right? This is matter? Yeah, but, Kinda. But, but we're not. Uh, the reality is like my fingers aren't even touching. Like it's, they're just forces repelling right. each other. Nothing's ever like touched. Like magnets. Nothing, yeah, absolutely. It's all just forces and stuff. So if you could distill all that down and recreate it mathematically, there's nothing to say you can't create an environment like this that you can walk into and it's completely indistinguishable from reality. And you know what's stopping us? Just uh, a little bit of time, which leads to processing power. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. So pro computer processing power has been doubling in size every six months yep. since, since the inception of the motherfucker. Yep. So it's it's only on a graph. It's doing <laughs> this 
And the minute it goes up mathematically, that's called the singularity. Yep. And when we, yeah. And when the singularity happens, we're not there yet, but no, when it happens, we're binding ooh, with machines. Then her anxiety really goes up. My, you, I, I wish people and <laughs> listeners could, could feel my, I'm cool. my I, I, I attention. Am, I am cool with the concept that I live in a box on a programmer's For desk sure. somewhere. What I'm not cool with is AI technology taking over this world. You ever, you watch like those Boston Dynamics robots? Yeah, oh. dude. Every day Those they release another one. It's today. It's the it's, cheetah robot, it's and the then they're German like shepherd. It's, fucking. it's the cheetah snake robot. And you're like, how is this robot? It's a fucking snake, and it can jump. I need to watch that one. It's dude, gonna remember like you kicked me, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm getting you back. They do, when you watch you, that dude in there just pushing yeah. the robot down every day. The robot's trying to pick up the box, and the dude's just pushing it. He's going first. Hundred percent. Hundred percent first. Sure. I'm t- for sure, you can't pay me to fuck with a robot. I'm gonna have nightmares. Look, robots. Oh, they, the one, Listen, they, they, I'm all about robots' rights. It leaves the house and it goes running through Dude, the forest. The one that's doing box jumps, like yeah, how like much nothing. it weighs, and it's just like jumping do, on these. Does a box jump and then it's like I'll do a front backflip. Yeah. Like how do you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, robot? That, that thing will take JJ Watt and just fucking in a heart limb by limb, like <laughs> like Harambe, like oh, a wishbone, yeah. just. Yeah. It's like fuck your fuck your box jumps. Oh Rot. JJ, <laughs> he's like flipping the tire, but he's making it do like diving tricks. Where he's like, I put oh, a spin boy. on it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, rockets in VR, though, uh, they're playing Golden State tonight. What? You're you're a Rockets fan, right? Yes. Talking about so this is the fourth time they're playing the last year's champs, and they've won every game. So the Rockets are like killing the West. Oh. Could be the next champ. So they're making all these commercials where it's like game one, Harden, you know, dominates. Game two, Paul, all Paul, and game three. Now game four is like, can the Rockets continue beating Golden State every every game? I, I, I love that that yeah. there's there's still that there's still rivalry during the regular season. Like I feel like we just quit caring about regular season anything. Yeah. There's so many games. How eighty something basketball yep. games, 162 baseball games. Like I want to I want to care. But I can't care until stuff's on the line. Yeah, like it's a that's it's just a, I'm a fan. I'll yeah. go sit there and hang out and watch. I yeah, like watching yeah, people yeah, play yeah, basketball. Yeah, it's a time commitment. Too. But you just to to get emotionally invested when there's nothing on the line. Yeah. You're like, oh, are you guys? I'm like, I got two kids, bro. Yeah, you're 21 and 14. I don't. This means nothing to me. <laughs> this, is, this game's not gonna change anything. It's so funny. That's, um, and I'm, I'm also jaded because I'm a Houston sports fan yeah. and I'm just used to nothing mattering ever. ever yeah, <laughs> if it's not Houston, that's kind of high. They're looking good. Yeah, let's talk in the postseason. Yeah. Let's Man, see. let me ask you, bro, uh, because we completely, like, I- I'm curious. Um, you're from Beaumont. Uh-huh. How did you first get into the comedy uh, game? Oh, uh, and this actually goes back to answer some of your question. Um, I was, so I grew up, my mom was a single parent. Uh, she was a school teacher. She raised four boys. Um, and I was, and I went to this, this like all black middle school and I would wake up. The only thing that kept me from getting my ass whooped was the fact that I was so fun. Like I could out snap anybody in school. They would oh get the white dude, get the white. I would bring me over for lunch. This thing kept me from getting my ass whooped, but I would wake up every night and go turn on a and E's evening at the improv. My mom would go to bed at like nine at 10 evening at the improv would come on and I'd go get, I turn the volume on one. I put my little ear up next to the TV and I'd write shit down. Anything I heard. Oh, that's hilarious. And then I would go to school the next day and crush. And light them up. Crush. None of that shit was Standing mine. Standing ovation. Yeah. Oh, every day. Every day. I, I had the best of the best. I, Seinfeld was writing for me. Yeah, Are you yeah, kidding me? Yeah. So, but nobody knew. And I was just a funny dude. And then after high school, I was like, man, I was, I was in college trying to be a civil engineer. And that nobody even took into account the fact that I never made it past algebra two. They were just, <laughs> my dad said I was going to be a civil engineer. I guess I was going to be a civil engineer. 
in my sophomore year, I dropped the fuck out and I went to work for a radio station. Um, and I thought that that was what I wanted to do. I'm going to be a DJ in my hometown. You know, when you're mm. seven to midnight in a town of 115,000, mm -hmm. you're God. You're, mm -hmm. And it was wonderful and it was awesome. But I was dropping off. I was writing shit for the breaks. Every DJ thinks they're a stand-up comic and they're not. Any DJ listening, listen to me, just go back to playing the music, bro. It's, it's, we're horrible. And I would write those things and I would deliver them like they were mine, like they were funny. And no, I, you had no way of knowing that they sucked. That's why radio DJs don't become good comics. And it's because we, when we do stand up, we're confronted with the silence of an audience. At worst on the radio, your phone doesn't ring. That's the, that's the worst mm. feedback is no one calls. You don't, so at best, at, at your very worst, you're neutral in terms of feedback mm. at your best somebody calls in man that was really funny yeah but at worst you have no critique at all you just do something no you don't get a phone call so you think you're doing well you can't possibly improve so i was writing shitty jokes and no one was helping me write better jokes because it was just me in a studio and eventually i, I left there i was bartending at a comedy club and i had my notebook full of all this stuff and my buddies dropped my name in the bucket on a like just didn't even tell me Next up, Slade Ham. I'm pouring drinks. I'm like, what the fuck? And I ran up and I, I sucked. I was so bad. And you could not convince me of that for about four years. I was, I thought I did a, I came off stage, fist in the air, just rah. And like, people had to have been looking at me like, did he see the same show? <laughs> and it, when, when did you realize like, uh, maybe I wasn't popping? It, oh, years, years down the line. Um, when you when you start looking at what you're currently doing, mm, you, you think versus back. oh, you just go, man, there's no way. But no one told you you were bad. No. Like none of your friends no. were like, bro, no. you should kind of maybe work on this tag. No, or I'm in Beaumont, Texas. Uh, there, the, the comedy club is brand new. I mean, it's a, it's a concept. It's new, not just as a business. It's a con conceptually, this town. Has, has, has lived in a world where you, you grow up, you graduate, you go to work at the plant, or you move. Mm -hmm. There is no, there is no stand-up comedy. We go eat at the same four restaurants, and we go to the same college, and we go work at the same plant, and that's, that's what life is. So for, for this, my friends, did, no, I was a rock star. They had no point of reference. Mm -hmm. Shit, you're brave enough to get up there? Woo! Winner. <laughs> they didn't know I sucked either. It was just, I did. Wow. Imagine if you had Twitter in your early days of radio and That's, people were tweeting like, you suck. Bro, if there'd been Twitter or if there'd even been MySpace when I started stand-up, I don't think I'd still be doing stand-up. I, I don't know how anybody does it now. See, and it's yeah. a, I don't care how, how thick your skin is, mm -hmm. how, how, how big your bravado is. At the end of the day, when you do something... And the entire digital world full of strangers screams, you suck. How do you stand up against that? Yeah. That, how? I had a girlfriend at the time who was at least, while she was crazy, she was supportive. And she like, you do you. You go live your dream. And I would go every night. But don't you leave me or I'll cut you. <laughs> or if you stay, I'll cut you. She was that one. She was <laughs> Either way, I'm going to cut you. Yeah, I got cut. But was... you better get on stage. But I was driving to Bowman, I was driving from Beaumont to Houston three nights a week, sometimes four. Wow. Uh, I was working out at Times Square on Wednesdays, um, which is like the hoodest of hood rooms. Uh, and then I was doing the last, spot, or the last stop on Mondays. And then I would come into the uh, showcase or the spot or the stop on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. And it was stage time, but I was getting on stage, like when you're going on stage eight times a week, you can't help but get better. That's why these young guys, when they start and they're like, yeah, man, I go up every single week at the secret, secret group on Tuesdays. And I'm like, that's great, man. Tell me one thing you can get good at on this planet in three minutes a week. <laughs> nothing, nothing. 
You can't learn shit in three to five minutes a week, but you can in 30 minutes a week. You can when you're out there hustling. And that's, that's when you started doing stand up, bro. It was the most, for I even, for we even knew one another. It's literally we, what I told you. I do three yeah. minutes at the secret group every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, before we were even friends yeah. though, it was, I remember hearing about what you were doing and they were like, so what do you, cause that's the question. Anytime yeah, yeah. you hear somebody move from one, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the conversation with Stormy Daniels right yeah, yeah. now. Someone moves from one genre yeah. to start mm-hmm. another. And some people do approach it with a, oh man, this is easy. I, I, I was a star at this. I'll just yeah. do this. I'm good at porn. I'm going to be good at uh, precise. <laughs> it, it's so before I even knew and they, they, someone would ask what I thought I was like, bro, he's at every mic. I go, it's you, you went out and you fuck, you were like, if I'm going to get good at this, mm-hmm. I'm going to get good at this the way people get good at shit, which is to go up every chance you get. I don't care if it's a 12 people in the crowd, open mic. There's no ego. This yeah. is to, if I'm going to build this skill set, I got to yeah. get dirty. That means working hours. Nobody else wants to work. That's how and, you build and, a business. And, um, and also ignoring and moving past what people might be thinking, what they might be assuming, how they might be. How, how did that go? And I'm, I'm, I'm curious because as I said this, I just, I was like, I could never start. And then I'm looking over. I'm like, you did. What is the, what is the reaction? How do you, how do, did you just have a ton of, Twitter ads, you know, people going, Hey man, what are you doing? This is, is sta- it, like when you started stand up. Oh, like people like saying why? Well, not, not just, oh. not just why, but just go, just, just judging you. Well, looking I, at what you're doing. Cause it's obviously going to be fresh and raw. It's not yeah. developed. You're not well, coming out with 10 years. I just, of- I was, I just told myself like, all right, dude, you're probably going to suck in the beginning mm-hmm. and be patient and you're gonna suck so just be prepared to just ignore and and plow through all of that and plus i kept it pretty low key too like even in the very beginning i'd go under like my government name I'd be like, just, just say pedro <laughs> you know? or I'd just say pete uh and then sometimes they'd be like okay yeah chingo bling yeah you know they rapping. totally would ignore the fact that he just said i don't yeah. want to go up like, there as uh, chingo bling yeah but uh but you yeah. also didn't you didn't start and I may be incorrect, but you, you, you didn't start out by, by just doing an hour. Right? No, like no. some of these people do. And no, 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 even no. when, even when you were touring, you, you're bringing people to support and For kind sure. of to make sure that they're, that, that the ticket price is justified versus. Yeah. It's the best show possible. Yeah. So obviously in a traditional sense, some people might be like, <clears throat> like other comics might be like, Oh, well you're having to follow these dudes. These guys are killers and they're, they're headliners in their own right. And so on and so forth. But it's like, okay, well, I've got the hosting slot. I'm coming and going, and I'm building out my set so that it can be three 15-minute sets or three 20-minute right. sets. And now now I'm at the point where I'm, I'm starting to combine it all and close out. That, so I'm coming on at the end. Uh, the guys, after five years, so. That, yeah. Right, which is, which is the only time you can do. That's, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm so fascinated by this Stormy Daniels thing um, that she, she's performing at the uh, joke uh, joint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next, she's doing the Wednesday. I'm do, I'm headlining the 22nd, 23rd. She's doing the Wednesday. The 20th, yeah. And I, I actually want to go. I have to. Um, I, I like. I'm I really want to go. Legitimately, am curious as to because you know that ce- celebrity and who you are is is great for the first three minutes. They'll give you. All right, man. You yeah, up yeah. there? You up there doing you? <laughs> yep. Look at you. Welcome to the city. Being you. Yeah. You, it's, it's, <laughs> the Michael, it's the Michael well, Richards effect. Right? Well, <laughs> well, that's like that. Um, the Housewives of uh, Atlanta, mm-hmm. Nene Leakes. So she tried to do stand up too. It uh, she how'd it go? Well, 
Again, so she did a little. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess she's funny on the show where she has her almost like Cardi B, where she has her little, like you know, little things, you know. So I guess she thought, or maybe her agent or whoever was doing that, that she could do that. So she did do. She had a lot of women supporters, you know, and so they were showing up. But she offended someone where then she was on on like headlines about how she offended and I forgot and now she's back on on well, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's so the, I don't know. I've never saw her show. I honestly have I even looked it up on YouTube to see if there was anything but there was nothing. That's the part that I think you cannot teach. I think you can I respect like a, a lot of pro wrestlers do it um in, in Brendan Shop, some of the MMA. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there who aren't stand-ups who are doing these storyteller tours. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't, I don't have a, like, it's, it's the same way I looked at, like, John Leguizamo when he, when he did Freak. And I, all right, this isn't stand-up. It's like a one-man it's, show. But it's awesome to watch. The yeah. same way I would happily sit there and watch Mick Foley tell stories or Kevin Smith tell stories. Or Mike Tyson. Or Tyson or Charlie Sheen. Or I feel like those people have the right and they've lived the life to go out and tell, like, because nobody gets mad when any, we get mad as stand-ups when people dip their toe into our pool. And it's the only medium. Nobody's yelling at Bradley Cooper for singing. Yeah. And uh, you know what I mean? Like that dude, that dude is, I mean, he could win a Grammy, but he's an actor. Nobody's screaming at him. Go, what are you doing? What are you doing? Putting your toe in our singing pool. And hey, you know, what what's you, fun? you know, what's funny is that even I'm guilty of it. And I, I'm like technically an outsider. <laughs> and uh, Rob showed me a f- footage of an Arian Foster doing stand-up. I was I like, hmm, I let me take a look at that. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, and I'm like, well, maybe, exactly. well, maybe I want to be a running back this week. <laughs> and then I was like, what am I talking about? It's no- and it was actually kind of funny, yeah. the shit he said. It, he, and he's a sharp dude. Uh, but nobody gets mad when anybody else crosses. But you take someone like Stormy and what, what they don't have. And this is where it falls flat to me. If you go do it in a theater and people go, but when you show up in a comedy club in front of, in a comedy environment, Stormy Daniels crowd is going to be, and I mark my words, half very, very proud feminists who want to come see Stormy Daniels, who helped take down the president at a particular mm. or whatever. And the other half of the room is going to be redneck fucking Pasadena. Who is the the closest? Trying that, to see some tits. Well, <laughs> we won't see some titty, but yeah. also, bitch, you've been talking a lot of shit on our internets for a long time, and this is the closest we've been able to get to oh, you, motherfucker. Shit. So it's they, they, they're you're gonna have people yelling, and it's worth thirty bucks of their <laughs> of their their refinery money to come out. We need to go. It's 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 you gotta go. It, but what's 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 guaranteed above and beyond all of it, and she keeps. All of the press says that Stormy has been a performer for a long time. Blah blah blah. A performer, yeah. on the video. You mean yeah. busting it wide open? You mean yeah. sucking dick for money? Well, yeah. I mean, hey, so we know your acting skills suck. How do we know suck. though? How do we know? <laughs> <laughs> we already know you can't act. <laughs> I'm wondering though, like, did she? This is actually. I had asked Ken if we could, if he could reach out to her people to see if we could have her on the uh-huh. podcast because he's like, well, you're not going to be, I, I, don't, I don't care about Trump. I really want to know what in your brain, like, right. What right. just like sparked in there and said, Hmm, I think I'm tired of sucking deep. Maybe I can't imagine I'll why I can't imagine why she's not doing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, hey, Stormy, if you're listening, we, we still want you on. Yeah. Uh, I'm not my, saying, I know I'm being a joke. totally joking. We're big fans over here, Stormy. I want to know, like, what, what, no, 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 which is fine. I'm okay with her if this is her new career. It's fine. But I'm wondering what triggered. It's it's a, but on the surface, stand-up comedy looks like the, the most, the, the most easily enterable 
medium in terms of entertainment. Isn't that weird though? It well, it, it's not because because what we do, one, I think we make it look incredibly easy. So I think I think some of that is that I think the best stand up comics look look, Bill Burr looks like he's just screaming, Are you the fucking fucker, you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You fucking that it all looks off the cuff. The yeah. same way like if you look back Lewis Black, mm-hmm. who I happen to be a giant fan of, when Lewis does that thing with his fucking hands and it's every he is a stage actor. Every single hand movement, step, eyebrow cock is blocked and choreographed to the point where it would make you nauseous. Like you, you'd be like, this isn't even art anymore. But as a spectator, you just see it and you go, oh, he's just yelling about shit. Mm. And I think that a lot of people go, well, I've lived an interesting life. I've got a lot of stuff to I've yell about. I've got a story. For real. And they don't understand that that the the way a story gets distilled down to its essence the way when when i tell a story when i i can tell a seven or eight minute joke and it you don't know that we were there for eight minutes because every single line has been designed it's on purpose there's not a wasted sentence it's either a setup a punch or it moves Mm -hmm. the story forward and if it doesn't i've removed it Mm -hmm. or made it better and you don't see any of that on the outside you just go oh he's just talking yeah and it's because we make it look that way in, in a way that no other medium does. Singing, you can't even fake. Bro, you get in your car and you know instantly, I can't do this. Sure. You you acting is or a... Or you get in the studio and you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> this note is out of my range. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 very evident in a yeah. way that stand-up stand up doesn't have a comparable measuring stick. You know what I mean? You know if you're funny or not funny. I'm sorry. I don't know. No, no. The, 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 the crowd, I know the crowd. I'm not fucking funny, so I wouldn't even let you know. Dare. But early, early years, he's like, nobody can the, tell the me cr- I was the bad. Sure, the, that's, the, yeah. the human, the human ability to not hear awkward silence blows my mind in stand up particular there. Dude, I know guys who have, they've been doing this for years, decades, and they're awful. They've never heard the silence that we hear. And I don't know what that's so like. There, someone should write a dissertation on this. This should be studied <laughs> in depth. It should be <laughs> because you just block that out. And you're like, you have to know. It's delusion. This has been uncomfortable for me to watch for a decade. Yeah. How are you still? You're living it. Yeah, man. Some people aren't self-aware and you try to help them sometimes. <laughs> y'all, y'all are looking at me like, we're talking about you, motherfucker. No, I mean, uh, uh, you can you can ask him. I'm quick to tell him because I sit in the back and so I'm the one And you watch the tape and I, and I And, yes. I, and I'll tell him, I'm like, yeah, you know that one? You should probably take it out because I've like, this is the third time we've seen it and no one has really <laughs> like reacted to it. So let's not, let's find a different way to you know, say that or, right. you know, if it, and if then you, I cry <laughs> and then a few moments later, that's the way I wrote it though. <laughs> and then my tantrum goes away. <laughs> I get a little fussy. I get fussy. Yeah. But for a, for a stormy, there's no way she's going to, she doesn't have, she doesn't have a baseline for what she's never, you know, you don't know what a room feels like when you're rocking it. So you can't know what but it maybe feels she like. does because when you're, when, listen, let me ask you, I don't know <laughs> when you've got to make these. And I only know that cause I saw that one documentary. Uh huh. Um, you make a porn like when you make a porn so everyone's watching you so you have a camera crew you're performing right and you've got to make sure like because the director actually is saying like don't suck it like that suck it like this (laughs) or or, i need to look at your web history yeah (laughs) hold up so wait wait a second so they're saying that but how come i can't hear that is it because they they're not wearing lapel mics? No, 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 no. Because it's there's no lapel. They're the um, they're like in the back over here, and as they're filming, they'll like stop and like say cut? start over, like cut. 
Oh. And so, right. you know, so some of that, and I, it, I watched this, if you ever have a chance, watch this thing called... Um, Sex Education? Generation Wealth. <laughs> Generation <laughs> Wealth, where they talk, this girl... What's it on? Netflix, uh, right? Oh, no, 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 Hulu. Hulu. Oh, I'm all over this. And so <laughs> watch that when you get a chance. Or and there's, Amazon. It's, it's, Fuck, different, it's different stories about, about this generation where everything we've talked about. And one of them, the girl is like about to have, um, they're going to fist her. And all the guys are just sitting around waiting getting their, their fist turn, ready. getting their fist <laughs> ready. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so maybe for all we know like somebody bust a load in stormy and then after oh that she has everybody laughing behind this you know I, behind maybe the set. maybe we don't know. maybe she's killing it maybe she's she's a human lollipop over <laughs> <laughs> but she's also dropping one-liners yeah just mad knowledge that so i don't know about she still has to perform technically <laughs> if you want to get technical she's still performing i can tell you this nothing nothing is more uncomfortable than dropping a joke in front of a crowd who stares oh, at you. Yeah. And I include a line of seven dudes with their fists up. <laughs> yeah. um, nothing is scarier than dropping a I can't, line. I can't wait to see it, which is which is why my questions were real simple. Like, I was the one that submitted them to Ken because he's like, what are you going to ask? And mm-hmm. so that was one of them. Like, did you get writers? Like, maybe did you get sit down with a group of, like, like uh you know like comic writers and they write shit for you and then then you had to get someone to help you with like coach you like how to deliver it like did you do that i was real i'm really curious about that mungle had a uh (laughs) rob mungle uh founder of the whiskey brothers had a great he used to have a line about how these porn stars would do q a's after their dances you know they'd go out they'd dance at a club Mm. and then afterwards they'd have a q a really and he's like who's Who's asking stuff at these? Uh, excuse me, during a uh, crocodile blondie, when you were being doubly <laughs> penetrated by the black and the white man, was that your way of speaking about the duality of yeah. mankind? Or she's like, no, I just like it in the ass. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, I, I, I'm sure she's a lovely person. I'm sure, sure she yeah. has a lot to contribute to this world. I just don't know how stand up. I would think that her career transition could possibly be like, bringing out a line of lingerie or like you know what i'm saying things that she's no she's no or even like shit have a production of bitches she auditions and now they work under her network and she's the one directing them on what to do because you can you can only do that for so long because physically and you know from a business standpoint she probably feels like when it comes to live experience and people wanting to like either meet you or be in the same room stand up is a is one of the routes, right? Besides having like a one woman play and things like that. But I think what, what Slade is basically saying is like, Stormy, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> she's like, y'all motherfuckers prejudging me. Uh, it's basically like, because stand up is different than a one man show, where at a one man show, you might have some writers and you might have like a director and it's kind of theatrical. Maybe there's so some production. slides. Yeah, yeah, some projector or something. Uh, uh, whereas stand up, what you said is like distilled. It's like you're having to figure out what works, what doesn't. Yeah. So it takes many repetitions and time, mm-hmm. and it's an investment of a long-term type of thing. In incredibly, and it's it's. I I feel like celebrities miss how one-dimensional stand-up really is, and that and it's one of my frustrations. It's why I wrote a book. It's a I'm frustrated by the fact that stand-up can only be funny. Like at the, at its core, I love it. I love that's why I do it also. But it's stand up has to be funny your your point is welcome your your, your opinion story. is welcome your story is well all of that is great but only if it's funny so when you when you see people like this come out and i'm like you're not doing stand up you're talking and a monologue is drastically different than stand up comedy 
that's a, I even feel that way about like, when I look back at old stuff, like Bill Hicks, who is Houston's King and one of the greatest stand-up comics in in history, a lot of his older shit was like the recorded stuff anyway, Uh the stuff that we all hear way more monologue than stand-up. And it's a like it, George Carlin style a little bit. Some of his later stuff, especially where you just go, this this isn't a, a it's, speech. It's, yeah, it's more of a speech and a brilliant point in a from a philosophical level, borderline genius. But you go, it's not crush. It's not laugh per minute stand up. And that's the that's where that differentiate. You have to make the draw the difference between those two things. They can all they can all still happen. I'm not taking away your ability to do it. I'm just. It's it's disingenuous when you call it the same thing as what I do because you remember did you watch the Nanette special uh, what's her name the Australian uh, uh, I can't remember her name uh, big controversial deal on Netflix that had come out and uh, wasn't Hannah Gatsby was yeah it? Hannah Gatsby okay yeah. uh, the special was called Nanette yeah and it was the first twenty minutes or so really sh- it was more of a TED talk than anything totally to- to- that's that's yeah absolutely yeah. but the first twenty minutes was formatically right mathematically stand up it was it wasn't to me it yeah. wasn't written to me it was written from a gay tasmanian woman's perspective we have nothing in common but i can recognize the right. structure and then after that it turned into this angry just sort of male bashing it, it, she quit doing stand up 15 minutes before the special ended and then she did this long just sort of drawn out complaint and it i get it for what it was but it's when you tell people that that is stand up mm. They start showing up at clubs expecting that. And for me, who doesn't do that at all, me, who lives in this sort of purest stand-up bubble, one man, one microphone, laughs per minute, mm-hmm. it's you start to change the audience's <laughs> perspective of what happens in this building. Mm. And that's, I guess, where my sort of self-protective nature kicks in. I don't even know that I'm right. I don't know that it's a bad thing. Quite honestly, more people performing and more people coming out to watch people publicly speak i think is positive for all of us mm-hmm. be it stormy daniels or hannah gatsby or sure. whoever else. ultimately that's good for all of us but personally i get defensive going what's this fucking porn star doing up on this stage <laughs> telling dumb stories about the porn industry and not getting laughs when i'm gonna be up here in two nights writing my heart out playing my heart out sweating my heart out trying to make people laugh because i believe that's what happens in this building mm. so piggyback on what you're kind of saying and I'm Brendan Shaw. People are going to probably hate me for this. Now, I like Brendan Shaw. I haven't seen his show. Okay. So I, I have. Okay. So, we haven't seen Stormy's show either. Yeah. Right. Same, same thing. Yeah. She, <laughs> she might be a she killer. She might, she might stand I, And I'm not thing. dogging her, but I'm, I, my questions were like legit. I was, I'm serious. I'm curious, you know, that's mm-hmm. it. So Brendan Shaw to me is uh, witty and funny on his podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. snappy like he's got to come back and they're hilarious you yeah. know and i crack up so when i went to go watch his show that's what i thought it was going to be like because he's so sharp and and witty and he's got comebacks on the show and his dynamic with um brian. why do i forget this man's brian, name all the yeah, time brian, brian. brian he's got the easiest white person name and i can never <laughs> remember him. Hey, i have a nephew you named know? brian <laughs> and um and so, you know, their dynamic together is hilarious and the way they, they go back and forth. So when I went to his show, he was funny, but I was like, when is, when is he getting to the point of his, like, where's the point to his story? Like, I'm waiting to, I'm waiting, like, cause he, we're going up and we're mm-hmm. going up and that's where I'm like, okay, the laugh Punch is line. coming. No, not yet. Okay. It's, it's not like, not yet. Okay. 
The show's over. Rob's, I get, never, Rob's getting mad. Yeah. No, no, I love. They're you know, talking about the show Brandon. is over, and I'm. I. St- I mean, there was a. Of course, there was a. There was a few funny things in there. But have you never? Have you never? Have you never sat across uh, from someone so at dinner and they tell stories that. like that? In the rain. Yes, and that's kind of how it was for me. Where, where, and that—that's simply inexperience. Experience tells you when, when a, if something were to happen to us today, right yeah. now. We're we're hanging out. Someone, some some drunk homeless guy comes crashing through the door. We actually he was supposed to be here early. <laughs> <laughs> For real? Oh no. no. So so, but we all experience it together. Yeah. And then oh. and then tonight, me and Chingo go out to the club, and we both try a different club. But we both try and tell a version of what happened. Yeah. And that first time is gonna be we we you don't know right. You just kind of tell it the way it happened. And then from telling that story in front of people, you go man. All right, they really didn't pay attention to this part. They really didn't pay attention to this part. So the next time you tell it, you, you, embellish. you abbreviate those parts or you make them bigger. All right, cool. I got to make this more listenable. And so that's it's all fine-tuning knobs and sliders yeah. and adjusting that bit, but all of which is designed to remove the silence. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing in stand-up. We're getting rid of the silence and where we put it there intentionally, the longer we put it there, the bigger that laugh has to be when you release the tension. It's the longer you hold it, the more the release has to be. When Chappelle did that bit on uh, one of the last two specials, and I don't remember specifically, but he's doing the whole line about race the, relations the and this and that. Is it the pimp thing? I, I forget. I forget the okay. the part he. But he's just boy, and you're like, how far down are you going, Dave? This is <laughs> this is shit's getting real. And it, it, at the bottom of all of that digging, he goes, and in all that time, Bill Cosby raped sixty seven. It was the biggest tension relief <laughs> it, it, when he released that tension, but it was because he built it up. So you wound that spring so tight yeah. that when it popped, yeah. it, it has to be a bigger pop for the longer you hold it down. So we do this automatically as we're editing stories. So by the time I've told a story on stage three times, that's that story stage, right? Yeah. I, I just, I cut through the process quickly, but regular people do not. They, it takes some people a hundred dinner parties to get their best story down. That's why they only have one fucking story. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a, how many guys do you yeah, 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 tell the story about yeah. the so-and-so that's, that's All their right, story. That's what, yes. <laughs> so and they, they do it and they lay it out there and they do it perfectly because they've been doing that story for so long. Someone like Brendan is just new to the game. Yeah. It's funny you say that. And it's funny you said that the dynamic was really good between him and Brian on the podcast because they started touring the fighter and the kid and that was Brendan's introductory to the stage, right? Oh, okay. So they toured it for like two years and then like this, this special that's coming out like in a week or two is the last two years of touring all the UFC stories and the Hulk Hogan bit and all that stuff that we saw at the improv. And now he's like, all right, that's all retired, right? So now coming up is like real material. Like, what oh, you, nice. This okay. is his fifth year in the game too. So let's see what he develops in his next. Oh, I didn't realize he was five years in. Yeah. Sound, see, that's sound like a challenge the way he looked at me when he said, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brendan finna hit his five years too, Chingo. But he already got, got a special. But, he, but, 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 uh, but I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not like dogging it because no. I like him. Do you see what I'm saying? But, but. One thing is, and this is another thing about comedy that I hate is before I used to be able to probably go watch it <laughs> and enjoy it oh. without knowing, you know, like anything that goes on she the behind the scenes. Much. You know too much. I haven't watched a stand-up special and I don't even know and how And I long. hate it now because I'm sure had I gone to watch him, his stories would have been great, but I'm waiting for right. a setup, a yeah. punchline. Yeah. You see what I'm you saying? You sat too it, close I, to the yeah. magic show. And so, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. now yeah. it's just like, I just so feel now like, He's got the card in his hand. It's yeah. fucking, yeah. Now she's watching, uh, watching TV and from the kitchen I hear her you're pandering to the crowd (laughs) (laughs) but you know there's a show uh, candle laughter (laughs) what's that show babe that I like watching on um, 
on Amazon Prime. It's the marvelous. Oh, Miss Maisel. Miss Maisel. Uh, what well, did you see? No, uh, you haven't watched it. Well, I actually like it because I like the fact that it's a female comic, and I and I wish that you know. Uh, Jerry always says if there be more funny females, it probably would be. There's not enough, but I think there are a few out there. Like you know, but mm-hmm. um, that show I like the way they show the struggle of like what it is to like really go and and write, and she pays for some, you know, and all this. But at one point, she kind of gives up because she starts to realize that when she goes to these dinner parties and has conversations and tells stories about him, she's getting the laughs. Uh So then she's going back and writing in her notebook what worked in that story and what did not. So now she's going, she's hosting dinner parties, telling stories and it's working for her. And now she's sitting at these and, and that, you know what that reminded me of is what I told you this after we watched Joey, I said, Joey reminded me of that because Oh, his stories are so fucking amazing. You're laughing. Joey, Joey Diaz is the funny. And I, I re, screw the stage. Fuck stand up. Yeah. He's the funniest human being I know on the planet. His life is dirty and dark. A guy he kidnapped 30 years I ago know, came I to his. Sh- it, it's it's a, he wasn't allowed in the state of Washington for. I don't even know if he's it's it, his story, his life. He's lived. It's a like life. unbelievable. Like, could that really happen? Yeah, that's that's a, all those things. He's bro. got he's got source material that we could only dream of. Yeah. Um, but he is the most entertaining human being. If you just let him, I would listen to him talk. If I was dying tomorrow, if I had a day to live, fly Joey Diaz in and give him twenty three of these hours. It's a I'll hang out with the rest of you in the other yeah, one. Yeah. But just let Joey talk for the yeah, other twenty three. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. yeah, because that's how I because I felt that's like a skill set. Man. All, that, that's exactly. why I dropped off an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that good reefer. And it was quite appreciated, man. Yeah. That good was, reefer. Uh, yeah, that didn't make it out of the green room. Do me a favor. Do me a favor, <laughs> Slade. I need you to run his back. <laughs> he just, it was it was just like that. I got you. It's already on its yeah. way back. <laughs> yeah, but he's one of the he's when I was watching him like the whole time, I'm just like. Damn, this guy's telling a fucking story, and the whole story is funny. Every, but that's 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 again, we come back to this economy of words and nothing being wasted. And the instead of Joey doesn't, there's not a single. If he if he says this guy was smoking weed, it can't just be weed. It's got they, he was smoking the weed. R. Kelly smoked before that interview. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. the the shit that killed such and such. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was the giant smoked before that fourth quarter four years ago. Yeah. Like it's it's he's got a line. Everything's a metaphor. Everything's a, a side note, and then he punctuates it with that that innocent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That oh, man. where they it kill the crowd. But bro, but you watch the show. The amount of the amount of things that in this day and age would be deemed not just offensive, but like wildly yeah. career-endingly offensive, yeah. based on our current world model. And he just, with without giving a fuck, with a little bit of his middle fingers up and a ha 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 ha, yeah. just laughed right in your yeah. face. Of course it's offensive, you cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's that's brave. Yeah, that dude is magic. It was I, I so I just there's that's why I think that um, storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's all I know ha- how to do. Yeah, it's it's some people are. I look back at the Mitch Hedbergs of this world who were Andy Huggins. Mm-hmm. Who's uh, uh, the the guys who write these one liners? Set up, punch, change the subject, and I'm like, uh, I would have to remember three hundred things, dude. The old to Mitch do an hour. stuff is fucking. It's it, unbelievable. The what? Mitch, Mitch Hedberg. Hedberg. Did oh. you, do you ever watch him live? Uh, like YouTube clips. Oh no no no. no I mean no. like oh, no, same. No, no. Okay. Dude, he 
So when he's like, <laughs> somebody told me you want a frozen banana. I said, no, but I might want a regular banana later. So yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like but, shit but, like that. It's like, what? The, the, the subtle timing to knowing where to pause yeah. and the way he would, cause he didn't really talk. I mean, that was just a, I like when people hand you a flyer, man, <laughs> is their way of saying, Hey, you throw this away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he would, but the, and then the next joke would be about ducks and sun chips where you're like, there's no, I couldn't, I, my brain doesn't recall 300 pieces yeah. of data. What I do remember are six things. I know I can go up and if I go kids, weed, rednecks, midget, heckler, girlfriend, that's an hour and yeah. a half. Mm-hmm. Like, so that to me is, that's how my memory works. So I, but I write the stories in these, in these shorter chunks so it's an eight minute story about fighting a midget but that's really just <laughs> 60 little short lines yeah just like mitch is writing i just put them under one envelope and memorize them in order sure sure. so it's a yeah the process is- it's tricky man i couldn't i couldn't I, I i watch i listen to you you know to when you do a writing session and you know and it's just like man like being funny is you're either funny or you're not and i, I a lot of the shit could be taught I, yeah, I think you can you can teach a lot of it, but the uh, there is a there is something though the the difference between like I don't think I'm a like I'm I'm when I'm off stage I'm like a way more serious person mm-hmm. than I am fun. That's a, I I live there. I live in an analytical state. I'm an introvert. I'm a that's who I am off stage. On stage, that's probably I'm, why y'all are friends. You're like, oh, I'm, wow, that's a description like, of Chingo. You're like, I'm sitting next to uh, motherfucking Jack Nicholson at the game. Yeah. 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 He's at home with his Oculus fucking glasses yeah, yeah, yeah. on, not doing anything. I close the shutters. I'm in that bitch. Absolutely, I'm man. I'm from Rome. And, and I do this uh, thing on my on my Instagram that said, um, uh, it's Tip Tuesday, so whatever fitness question you have, I'll answer it, right? right. And so someone asked yesterday, so is Chingo funny all the time? And I wanted to write, what do I, how do I honestly reply to this? It's a good answer. She you did. know? And it was just like, I, I just said, I just said funny. That's it. Right. You said funny and with a hint of anxiety. With a hint of anxiety. And you know, like all Sprinkle these other, some nerves. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, he's got all the other, he's, and he's an introvert. He's not, you know, he's not like, He's actually a little bit serious and very intellectual. He's and over there stressing over the singularity. Yeah. I, no, 100%. Yeah. Dude. He's the kind of dude you're like, I can so hold He's worried about his gut. And, and you know, <laughs> yes. he's coming to tell me about his gut. And my we gut. really, yeah. This, say about my gut? Oh, no, probiotics. <laughs> probiotics and yeah. he's like, we really need to get on this uh, probiotic stuff. And I was like, okay. And he's like, because I just read about the gut. And I'm just like. You know, fucking gut health, Marisol. <laughs> yeah. God yes. damn it, Marisol. Because <laughs> you went down your internet rabbit hole yeah. of worry. Yep. Of, yes. Yeah. I read one Tim Ferriss book too many. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot read one too many. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like that. It's funny you say that because that's, you know, I guess everybody always thinks that because you're funny on stage, you're actually like it's, that off stage. After the sh- it's so hilarious to me it's when like, like sh- if I'm on the road and after the show they're like, "Oh, you should come out with us." I'm like, "You guys have no idea how unexciting this is going to be." I want to yeah. go I want to go to a dive. I want to get a Jameson on the rocks. I want to sit in the corner with with $10 and a great jukebox. That's yeah. what I want to do tonight. That sounds if like you a guys, magical night. It is. Mm-hmm. But if you guys think I'm going to come out and it's going to be shots and parties and we're going to jump in the back of your truck and go mudding or whatever it is you think happens in <laughs> Nampa, Idaho, like a, it's just it's, that's not who I am. Movie trailer. Yeah, we're gonna go to your house. It's, uh, it's yeah, Varsity yeah. Blues in real life. Yeah, oh. Varsity Blues in real life. I've been life. to that house a hundred fucking yeah. times, man. Where you, you 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 just show up after a show. I early in my career, I would like, oh, I'll go out. We'll yeah, go yeah. out. You end up at some house, 
like way out in the middle of some white yeah. trash neighborhood. It's got a handle of taco vodka on the <laughs> yes. half empty on the top of the fridge. There's always like the, the pan, like the big flat pan that you cook fish sticks on. <laughs> it is always sitting on the stove. There's like one fish stick on it <laughs> for no reason. Just one fish stick and like a French fry. And that vodka's up oh, there. Like, hilarious. do you want a shot? And you're like, I'm not drinking hot taco yeah, yeah, vodka. Yeah. I'm like, well, would you like a fish stick? You're like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. I've been to that house a hundred times. <laughs> I give it a tan. Fucking I'm not tan. social. I don't want to go to your dumb fucking party. <laughs> like, I'd rather podcast than do comedy. <laughs> Say, let's be honest. There's four people. This is manageable. Yeah. This is, yeah. Oh. This is that. That's exactly. That's kind of how we both are. And it's like someone invites you. I'm just like, I start getting anxiety type get of thing. Parking. I'm like, wait, how's this going to work? You know? my, my best friend on this planet is Sam Damaris. He is my best friend. I love this dude like a brother. He called me up at the end of January. He goes, hey, man. Uh, he goes, can you unlock your door around uh, and just leave it? Unlocked? I was like, what? He goes, I'm coming into town. He goes, I'm crying. I'm like, oh, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and I was like, cool, man. Like, uh, you working this weekend? And he was like, actually, uh, I got this gig on the 13th. And I and then I'm and I go, whoa, uh, it's the 29th. <laughs> oh shit. And he goes, yeah, man. He goes, uh, just how it worked out. Anyway, I'll see you in the morning. And I was like. You about, I'm about to have a roommate for two weeks. <laughs> and that's my best friend. That is my yeah. best friend. And yeah. I was like, uh-uh. It's like, damn, I wanted to wear my goggles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to sit here with Nicholson, man. I wanted to watch Generation Wealth, yeah. Oculus. I got the rest of sex education to go. See what this fist thing's about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, up close and personal. <laughs> Fuck. He's like, I'd rather be at that fish stick house in virtual reality. <laughs> And like with guys, give me that, just give me the vodka. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, cool scenery. So, yo, you want to shout out your uh, your Patreon? And yeah, 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 yeah. So every everything is uh, at Praise Whiskey. If you search uh, the Whiskey Brothers, we show up on all the social media that way. The Patreon is Whiskey Brothers, uh, but the podcast is Whiskey Brothers. And then I've got um, a side project. I don't know if I can say anything about it, uh, but me and Scarface have been working on a thing. The so, music uh, stuff. Uh, the more of a talking thing. Ah, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, his voice needs to be heard, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. mine cannot be heard enough. So I think we're gonna. Uh, we're that's gonna, great. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Move, <laughs> move into an arena there, and then I'm at, I'm at Joke Joint Comedy Showcase uh, the 22nd, 23rd. I guess that's this Friday, Saturday. So, Perfect. come see me doing yeah. an hour at the Joke Joint. That is uh, 45 South Go Freeway, Exit Fuquay. <laughs> there it is. The old Fox the and old Hound. DJ. Yo, I, I'm excited about the as we wrap up. I'm excited about <clears throat> excited about your project with uh, Scarface because. You know, he is a like hip hop legend, dude. Um, just really, really I forget that super influential, like coast to coast. Uh, from, not only is he like from here, but like people in New York, New Jersey, like respect him, love him. West Coast, ice from Ice Cube to uh, uh, E40, all these people that work with him. When when Tupac. he it, it, yeah, well, I mean, one, you know, he's done a tr to have done a track with people like Pac and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And but but the I forget. That he like I have there's a, a weird distinction between hip hop icon Scarface and Brad this idiot that is like a dear friend of mine we 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 sit in the we we met hanging out in Davenport uh -huh. and uh, Iowa no uh, <laughs> <laughs> Davenport England uh, no the uh, the bar there's a bar on the oh. south side of town and uh, we would hang out there when it was empty and we would just that dude's music knowledge is insane like he would play some he was playing Nirvana and then I would play some weird we, like crazy back and forth and we just kind of were like man you're not who i thought you were and since then his sense of humor is so wickedly sharp 
uh, that we're fine. We're just at a place where I'm like, you know what, man, let's, let's let that shine a little. Let's the two of us who used to sit at the end of the bar and make fun of everybody that came in the bar. Let's, let's take this public. He's got, he's got a lot to say. I'm sure he has That's a lot of, cool. of hip hop stories and a which, ton of those. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I don't want to say uh, what format it is, uh, what you guys yeah, yeah, are yeah. doing, but, uh, but in the podcasting world, uh, there's people like, like Nori, uh, Joe Budden, uh, people like that, that are like really blowing up. Nori, uh, so- Nori, the, uh, the rapper is from New York. Uh, he has a, a podcast called Drink Champs. Okay. Do, do you know about that, Rob? Yeah, a little bit, the, yeah. The Drink Champs. I think they got a deal with Revolt. So, like, the, the video portion is on Revolt, which is uh, P. Diddy's uh, network. Okay. And then I think they have a, a deal with, like, Comcast or, or some, some, like, big radio, Clear Channel, Heart, I Heart Me, one of them people, uh, conglomerates. And, um, and then uh, Joe Budden, he has an exclusive deal with Spotify. So, if you look up his shit on iTunes, right. it's, it's not there. It's just him saying, go to Spotify and wow so they they must have paid him a large amount yeah, yeah they must have paid him to make it exclusive but they wanted to have that on their platform and then they tour it um like theater wise like live and they're putting bodies in rooms <clears throat> yeah and, and the thing is like joe budden his, his whole thing from the few episodes that i've heard or seen he he's a he's like a hip-hop purist so he's chiming in on everything that's happening in the culture or whatever, yes and it's his fucking perspective and he raps really well right so he can kind of back up all the shit he's saying nothing's worse than somebody critiquing an industry they yeah, can't participate yeah, 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 in yeah. like he's yeah he's able to get in there and battle and all type of shit but uh but like nori he's been around forever i actually worked with him a couple times he's been around forever and he has a whole bunch of stories like he has acts like he he came up with everybody from the golden era of new york hip-hop from like you know your fat joes and everybody right, 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 right. so they're all regulars like oh shit you know damon dash or uh, jada kids or all these different Nice. Rap, oh, I'm gonna have to give those a listen. Yeah, we're uh, we're about to put our toe in uh into this field. So cool, man. That's gonna be awesome. Fun I can't stuff. wait to hear that. Yeah, he's he needs to be heard. And when well, it happens, then both you guys need to come back. Oh, absolutely, yeah, abso- absolutely, and yeah, vice, I, vice, vice versa. I just saw him in, in the studio with uh <clears throat> with E40. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, dude, I met. I was in uh I was in Vegas at the uh at the bar show a couple of years back. I'd track, I'd tr- gone out there with a couple of friends of mine who had bars and it was just free alcohol and free trip to Vegas. And we're out there and E40 was, uh, he was peddling some, uh, he had a drink or a liquor or something. He has several now. And I was, so I was walking by, I was talking to him. Anyway, I brought up face and he was like, man, call that dude. And I put them back together. Oh, oh. He didn't have face's number. And uh, I called Brad. Like, hey, is it cool if I give Earl your phone number? He's like, Earl. man, put that motherfucker on the phone. Brad and Earl. Yeah. <laughs> Brad studio. and Earl. Wow. <laughs> Two of my favorites, man. Well, Slade, thank you, man. Uh, Yo, you know, uh, always, uh, always. It, it was great watching you uh, at the improv. You killed it. Yeah. Check him out at the joke joint. Can this you do it? Weekend. Can you do a checkout before he, you end it? Can you do a checkout with your redneck? We need to drop in the <laughs> I redneck. Need you, I need you to drop your redneck. You don't know me. Listen, Liz, April, turn down the nickelback. I'm trying to fight over here. <laughs> Make sure y'all tune in. Get his chingo bling. <laughs> you need to build the wall around his podcast. He and needs to do the intro it. to the to the podcast. You are listening to Chango Blaine. Oh, oh, I might need the redneck on my mixtape. Yes, on we my need mixtape. Yeah, oh, for sure. Shit, you don't know. I'm let me get let me get this catfish off my line. I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I do, I'm gonna be right there. Yep. Y'all got catfish at the studio? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Slade Ham of the Whiskey Brothers. Thank you so much for the whiskey, and thank you for stopping by. Absolutely. Sus.